Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by VHTS.Europe. You can give them a follow on Instagram at VHTS.Europe or you can check them out online at VHTSEurope.com and the VHTS stands for Very Hard to Submit. They can also You can also check out VHTSNY for the U.S. side. But if you're in Europe and you need some European geese or apparel, check out VHTS.Europe. to uh <laughs> if you go to wait what about netflix now we'll get there later is there something about netflix i still want to talk about damien maya okay and yeah, how, and how he handled ben Askren. so some people are saying that the Askren trade for mighty mouse was the worst trade in ufc history do you agree or disagree he so so far he got flying knee knocked out and <laughs> choked right and yeah, his one like, win is super controversial because it was that lawler when when he had that headlock the bulldog headlock oh yeah and, and they, he like didn't tap and or, he didn't tap but but herb stopped the fight yeah. And he was, I mean, honestly, let's be honest. In my opinion, I think Askren was going to get, was going to get fucked up in that fight after the way that first few minutes went that first round, like before the stoppage, like he was exhausted. He was just holding on to that headlock for dear life, but he yeah. was fucking exhausted and wobbly. And I think Lawler would have fucked him up. I mean, it kind of shows that Bellator just doesn't have as good a talent, you know? Ooh, that's a bold statement. I mean, it's not compared to the UFC. I mean, it's the UFC. The UFC's UFC roster UFC. has the highest, yeah. like the best guys for sure. Yeah. That's just how it's going to go. Um, but Mighty story. Mouse was a stud, man. He had like 10, what, 10 title defenses in a row? And then what? Why did they trade him? Jesus. Do you even know? Why did they train Askren? Yeah, why, trade did they, Askren? why did they trade Mighty Mouse for Askren? Mighty Mouse I mean, was like, he was one of the most dominant well, champions Well, I know, ever. but he probably wasn't getting a lot of viewers. But he was, yeah, he just, he's small, you know, no, it's because he doesn't talk shit. He's a nice guy. He's a classy dude. Yeah. And, and then fucking Askren's over here. Just like, you know, boom, roasted every other day. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't like, it wasn't mean. It was just kind of funny. No. Yeah. But he's a character. That's yeah, the point. That's what I mean, what it's all about. So they traded a man that had 10 successful title defenses against another man who's just got some, some quirky humor. Yeah. That seems kind of stupid. I mean, based, like from what I've seen through like trying to market myself and my stuff that I'm doing, you see what is effective for getting attention online. And it's like a lot of negative, uh, negative attention. People say mean things to, to direct directly to people to garner attention. And I was like, okay, you have to be loud and you have to like speak your mind and have opinions and say stuff about people that like hypes up yourself. But what if instead of attacking a person, you attack things that are actually bad, like traditions, like, well, th <laughs> things that like, obviously no one really likes Let's, it, let's attack some traditions. So uh, yeah, that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to attack the forced gee policies and I'm going to go after things that are stupid and not helping the community. And, and it has the same Efficacy. <laughs> efficacy. Efficacy. Say efficiency. I know. I was just messing with you that time. No, you're not. Yes, I was. Uh, it has the same it has the same efficiency without have like putting a bunch of negative energy into the universe. You know? Okay. So, so I, what is it that you disagree with? Do you disagree with academies that force people to buy the academy's gi? Or that well, that was the main point I was taking is like 
if you go to a gym and they tell you like, okay, there's a, there's a, like a distribution of power in the jujitsu world where the, the best quality gyms are like, you're going to train here anyways. So we're going to squeeze you for every dollar you're worth because we have the best gym, which is like, it's okay, but people need to have an alternative. That's like buying a car from Mercedes Benz also. Yeah. It's, it's essentially the same thing. Like if you have know it, you want our car, right? So we're going to, and then charge it would be, the the, it's the same thing. It's not about charging up the ass because if you're paying, paying more for a product, that's fine. Like it's a more valuable no, but product. The services, but the service is expensive. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's BMW like, services, super expensive. Yeah. When it doesn't have to be like, but the same service, if you go to their dealership, it's going to be more expensive to fix. And then people who go to, I mean, even if you go to a, like another mechanic, it's like more expensive to fix. I have no problem paying top dollar for a BMW, but I don't want to pay for the triple cost, right. triple th- price of the oil change. So say you're at a high, a high value gym, <clears throat> their gym membership's like $200 plus a month and you pay that and you're like, okay, now I'm good to go. But then it's like, oh, you also have to buy uh, the uniform, right? You have to wear the uniform to train here. If you don't buy the uniform, you can't train. And it's like, oh shit. Well now the value has gone up. Like I have to pay more. Right. Yes. And then it's like, okay, when you have one set of uniform, it's like, now you have to buy two sets because you're not going to be able to train consistently with one set of uniform. Fact. And so then you got to buy two. Gotta and then two if these. one starts wearing out or someone rips it, you got to buy another one. And it's like, you're putting all of this money into these articles of clothing. And a lot of people don't know if they want to stay at a gym, but it's like kind of forced. It's like trapping people. Cause it's like, I invested so much money into this uniform that I probably can't wear in other places, but I can only wear it here. It serves no purpose anywhere else. And it's like, you're just pouring money into a place and they just keep taking it. And it's like, I just feel like that's just really inherently greedy. Can you make a good point against why it's not? Like, why is it good to do that? Um, you're asking me to play devil's advocate on the spot. Um, yeah. Well, there's well no, I, I mean, the I can't argue, think of any reason. The argument is, is you know, a uniform creates right. a, so, te- a team atmosphere, okay. right? We're all part of the same team. Yeah. And so if you want to create a team atmosphere, wouldn't it be make more sense to be like, listen, we know it's like a lot of money for you guys to buy all of this stuff and we force you to do it. You have to do it. Why isn't that not just included in the membership value? Like, I've always said include. Yeah. I've always it said, should be included. I've right? always said, if you want to charge someone for something, just stick it in the, to the price. Like, because that's the argument they always come. Well, that people are coming back with is like, Oh, uniform promotes team camaraderie and stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I guess. I mean, that's probably not proven in anywhere. It's just people saying that I'm pretty sure you can have just as a, a great team camaraderie. I mean, that's why the patches exist, right? Right. Like <laughs> you can have the pat, like, and then that's the thing people it's they charge for everything it's like you pay for the patch and then you even have to pay them to put it on yeah. like you're like well, you can't put the patch on yourself you got to pay us to put the patch on and we actually won't let you put it on in other places it's just like a thousand percent control over your stuff it's like oh, don't i own this stuff can't i do whatever i want with it it's like the same problem with apple and how they're trying to sh- like not let people modify their computers or change it they make it more and more difficult with different screw heads and like seal it all so right. no one can go in and add some ram to their fucking computer that they own right it's just like it's, I feel like it's unethical and that's why I wanted to ma- take a stand is against it. Unethical. It. I is think that, so. Is that the word? I think Un- it's unethical. Unethical. Or is it just, it's just a, okay. So yes, a, it is a power it, play. It's a, money. it's like a money move, right? right it's it's, a money it's move. to make money. Yeah. And it's like, okay, people don't really like it. And we're capitalists. It can't really, I wouldn't count. I wouldn't right. say making money exactly. is so it's unethical. Okay. I, I think it's, yeah, it's fine. But I also think <laughs> that there should be an alternative. And I think the only way to get rid of that environment that people don't like no, no one's going to say they like having to buy extra geese for 
really high prices of that's, a of a product that they don't have a choice of the quality. It's not like they're they're sourcing their geese from a bunch of different people and be like, oh, this one's from China, this one's from Pakistan, this one's from this supplier. They don't have options, and you can like pick which one you like, and this one's more expensive, but and better quality and this one's cheaper so you can get this there's no options it's just like you have to buy this one we, ma- we made it for i got the actual numbers it cost about 28 dollars to make a high quality gi they're char- they charge about 160 plus for it so they're making like huge amounts of money off these gi sales right which is okay like making money is not evil by itself and i don't think it's evil yeah. to even have like to optimize be careful with that communist bullshit I, right exactly though. i'll throw my capitalist phone right at your fucking communist just, head right but now. i mean that's essentially what it don't is. Talk shit, don't talk shit on our economic system. It's a government. It's basically, it would be like if the government mandated everyone to wear a certain form of like a, an attire and you had to buy it from the government. They're just, it just like, it's like if you got a government job, you had to buy their suits. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like you have to buy our stuff. And like why they can't all I, come with a Donald, Donald Trump pin that goes on your chest. So, so the, 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 what I feel like is going to happen is if every, every gym is transitioning to that model, all like even the non Gracie Baja gym. So people thought, Oh, like, you called them out. Well, Gracie, Gracie Baja was the one that brought this. I wasn't going to do it. Gracie Baja brought this into the, the, the scene. They've been very, very effective with it and that's fine. But if one, if one gym's doing it great, but then everyone starts doing it, like no one can buy geese from geek companies and who, who's our biggest sponsor for athletes, yeah, geek, geek companies. companies. So we can't be spot like, unless Gracie Baja is going to start sponsoring people with their gee brand and like replacing the other, but, the gi companies like to set up wholesale accounts with the academies. Yes. And th- that's, th- I think that is fine as well, but I don't think Gracie Baja does that. I'm pretty sure they make their own keys, but, and a lot of people do because it's so easy, Yeah, but they're huge. And they how can, many, how many messages have you received about making your own keys and from like random factors? Hello, sir. Or madam, there's thousands <laughs> of them. Like you can get basically free keys. If you just respond to those things and ask for a sample, I tried uh, They didn't say they told me no. Really? I, I you can do it. Go. All you have to do is pay shipping. So like I started talking to someone and then I just got bored with it. And yeah, you can do it. Cause I know I got a Pikachu gi from a guy that did it in Hong Kong. A Pikachu gi? Yeah. So he was like, I, I, yeah, I just, where responded. is this Pikachu gi right now? Pete O'Neill stole it from me. He has to borrow <laughs> it one day and never gave it back. <laughs> Fucking and then Pete. stopped talking to me. Cause he's Pete's not your friend no more. Yeah. I don't know. It's a very weird situation. That's weird. Um, but yeah, he stole my Pikachu gi. I want it back. I thought Pete was going to be the first person to defect from Matos to Keenan. No, I guess not. It'll be the last though. Apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can basically just get a gi for 20, bu- 25 bucks in shipping. Like, I mean, they'll send you a sample. The, the gis cost 25 bucks when you buy them in bulk, when you buy massive amounts. Yes. But the, the amounts are smaller than you think. It's like 50 to a hundred. It's called the MOQ. What's that mean? Minimum order quantity. Okay. So yeah. So what, I, so I, what is the MOQ for a $25 gi? I'm totally for uniforms. And if that's what you want to do in your gym, I think that's fine. I don't think it creates a bad environment by any means. I think it's cool to let people express themselves on the mats and like buy the stuff. Cause that's such a huge part of our, that's kind of how I felt it's yeah. a martial art. Well, art is about self-expression and jujitsu is a martial art pretty much only in the sense that it's like a fighting thing, but like that's the, the culture, mar- that's the martial the culture in, Amer- in America at least is very much more like surfing or like skateboarding. It's sort of just like you just do it for fun and it's not necessarily about, you're not going to go get in a fight. You're not training it to go to war. It's like a fun thing people do. So like, why are we making it unfun? You know, like why are you trying to be like, no, you can't have fun with your gi and you can't, you don't get to buy the Okay. Cool gi. So let's, I'll, I'll plead the devil's advocate. So what about these fools? What you said, 
no canary yellow geese in your academy. I did, first of all, I didn't say no. I said we would discourage it if they want to look good. You would let me wear a canary yellow. Yes, if you wear it, I'm not going to kick you out. I'm not going to say no. You can't train today. I'm just, what if it's a white I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> what, okay, that's me. But what if it's a white belt? I would say the same thing. I'm like, I mean, it's fine if you want to wear that. No big deal. Seriously. Like, yes, I don't care. But I, like, you do care. Don't I, say you don't. care. I really don't. You like, care. You I, obviously care. You're sitting here arguing about it. <laughs> don't not, say you don't care. I'm literally, you asked me if it would bother me. And it's like, no, I'm encouraging people not to. Alan, back me up here. He's contradicting himself. He's saying he doesn't care while he's making an argument for this. I'm arguing <laughs> that people should be able to wear whatever they want. How is that backwards? I'm saying people should be able to wear whatever they want. So if someone wears a canary gi, they can do it. I'm saying but I'm, you're, you were just on with Miha the other day saying, white blue black geese yeah we i said that we could encourage those it's not that they're okay, not allowed. It's not a rule and someone okay. else t- typed that in the text on instagram that wasn't me that typed that in the thing and i need to change it okay what say about allowed but everything is allowed even hot pink people trained at my gym last night and they had like there's autos patches in there there's Cl- clark gracie patch there's like i wasn't all sorts invited of patches. to train last night Dude, i clock? know you're not going to show up you never what, show up what do you talk i was i trained with you last week that was two weeks ago two weeks ago well you're more you're more than welcome to come dude i have mats down we've been having unofficial training sessions it's been a lot of fun cool yeah um but anyway so yeah the, the whole the whole thing was i i uh i don't stand I against don't that agree with you to stand against it and to make it make a splash per I, se i'm not a form i'm not a fan of the uniform policies yeah and i don't think really very many people are like there's a, like instagram seems to like push the comments to the top that are controversial to your point. It seems like it's very weird. Like they're not even upvoted, but they show up first. Like there's not even like more likes on them or anything. It just yeah. pushes, pushes the controversial that's, topics. That's up. the AI. Yeah. The AI to reads create, and knows. It's it like, creates oh, like this one's sassy. I'm going to push this one to the it's top. It's good. It creates discussion because if everyone just agrees with you, it's just going to be a bunch of emojis like, yeah, cool. No one says anything. So if it's, if someone disagrees with you, you actually get to have a conversation about it. Is that I, why our podcast is, it does okay because we don't agree on anything basically (laughs) i mean that's what people want they want both sides of the story so it's not like i I don't think any of these people are are evil but i think it's like something that shouldn't be part of the culture like there's enough money in jiu-jitsu if you own a gym you're making good money if you know a little bit about business you don't need to squeeze it for everything like everything these people are worth and just like find every last drop to take money from someone who loves what they're doing they literally love it that's why they'll do it it's like fuck i love this and it's like i don't want to have to pay all this money because maybe i'm struggling or this this and this but this is my life this is the only thing that gives me meaning i read that comment i think it was on your thing too what they say it was about like man like i'm a hobbyist and i love jujitsu more than anything and it really like the guy said it really irks me that they keep trying to squeeze every dime out of me yeah just because i need the, and there's, i need this uniform there's dire consequences if you fight against it It happened with ed king too like that he was the only one that got uh that i shouldn't say his name like you shouldn't call people out like that on the podcast so that uh he's a really cool guy he's got an awesome deep half guard if you guys ever have a chance to check out ed he's a really um talented grappler but people are just like it's like damn if you stand up against it you have to leave it's like i i'm forced to buy it or i have to leave and like that means leaving your friends, leaving your train partners for years, the place that you ca- thought was your home, and it, you're now kicked out because you you didn't buy something okay. from so, someone. So look, if me- you're if Alan's my friend and I say, Alan, yeah, you can come manage this stuff, but you have to buy the Mac that you're using, and you have to pay me for it, and you got to buy all this equipment because you're the one who's going to be using it. And then, uh, yeah, sure, if you, um, it's not useful anywhere else, and you're, this actually won't work in any other podcast setup, but you have to buy it and it's yours now. So thank you for that. And if Alan says, no, it's like, get out of here. Then sorry, you were actually not friends because you didn't buy the podcast equipment. Like if you put it in a frame of any other environment, it's just clearly fucked up, you know? <laughs> Extortion. 
Yeah, it's like extorting someone through mm. not violence, but like mm. a threat of getting kicked out of your friends gr- circle and group because okay. jiu-jitsu so, is a community. So you're all about freedom. Uh, yeah, I think you should have the freedom to choose. So don't you think the business owner should have the freedom to run their business yes, however they want? Exactly. And that is why I am taking the, a position opposite of that to provide the choice because that's the only way to do it is to have gyms that don't subscribe to that same mentality because long term it's going to ruin everything. If every gym only sells their geese, it's like jujitsu becomes incredibly expensive because eventually everyone just raises the price, raises the price because as long as people are buying the geese, they can keep raising the price. And as long as people love jujitsu, they'll keep buying it. And it's just like slowly but surely it'll become a hyper luxury sport where only it's like a like a mercedes which is how it started which is how it started right but i don't think that is good like don't you want everyone to be able to train jiu-jitsu i do or more people obviously not everyone can because everything costs money at some point jiu-jitsu for everybody bro jiu-jitsu should be as available as possible and if you're making good money from a gym find another way to make money open another gym like do you really just have to like squeeze that fruit of your students until it's just totally bone dry from juice. And it's just like, yeah, we got them <laughs> like <laughs> mission accomplished. Okay. We, squ- okay. we squeezed okay. every last Gina, dollar. Take out. a breath, bro. Take a breath, man. You're really, you really want to like, a I'm very tw- passionate. About you went this. on a 20 minute tirade just now. Well, you're not giving me any responses because I w- you're supposed to play devil's advocate, but there's just no risk. I'm trying. I'm just, I'm, I mean, I don't really disagree. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to play devil's advocate on the fly. It's not well, easy. I'm tr- waiting for someone to say the opposite because it, apparently there's people who disagree with it, but I don't hear. I don't think arguments. anyone, di- I don't think anyone likes the uniform policy. Right. At any academy. So why is it a part of our culture in the jiu-jitsu community? Like, why? If no one likes is it. Is it really a part of the culture? It's becoming that. Most gyms that are opening now are enforcing uniform I would be policy. super curious to see a, a statistic. Which is impossible. Like, I see Alan getting ready. I knew, I knew he was going to do that. He's going to try to Google it right now. Um, but there's no way to know how many academies do this and how many academies don't. It's impossible to yeah, know. But it's be, impossible. But, but let's, see what, let's see what Alan can the, find. The, the thing is, the leaders of the academies, the main gyms, Gracie Baja, Autos, AOJ. Whoa, whoa. Leave Autos out of this. I mean, they, 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 they do it to a much lesser extent. They only did it with rash guards and stuff. Like, it's, it's not just, that big of a deal. Yeah, it's just but I'm it. just saying it's part of it. And uh, people follow suit because then they open affiliates and it's like, that's our policy and you got to do it too. And like most gyms. What about Alliance? Do. I don't know. I don't know what Alliance does. I don't know either. Alan. Yep. <laughs> and I would like to make it very clear. I'm not attacking any one person, but just the idea we're attacking of that. Every, we're attacking the everybody. idea of that in a whole, I just think is not really cool. And I don't Keenan, think anyone thinks it's Let cool. me just sum it up for you. Keenan thinks uniform policies are bullshit. I, but I think it's no, no, I just think they should be free. I think it should be included in the membership price. I've always felt this way about eating at restaurants. And I was like, why do I need to tip the server? Why can't the restaurant owner just pay them a decent wage for their, for their job? Right. Like why? So what, what's happening is passing it on to the like, consumer. And I understand everyone's going to get all butthurt about this and say, if you don't want to tip them, don't eat there, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But it wouldn't, first of all, <laughs> I have strong opinions about this. So in some country, not in, in California because it's a super blue state, but like in the Midwest servers only get about four bucks an hour as a salary. Right. Okay. And they, and they, you know, this is like public knowledge and they get, they kind of guilt you like, oh, I only make $4 an hour. It's not a living wage when it's like, motherfucker, why did you take a job that only pays you $4 an hour? That was fucking stupid. That was just a stupid decision to take a job that only pays $4 an hour. Now I think what should happen is the business owner should pay them a decent living wage for their services and they should include the price in the food. Right. 
that's what everyone does. That's what all businesses do. Why are restaurants different? Yeah, it's just kind of people kind of caught in the past. Like, why can't they pay them $20 an hour and just raise the fucking price of the food and okay, then so get rid of the tip thing? Someone made a point. They said if the gee fees are included in the price of membership, then the sign-up fees will go up. But that actually intrinsically helps the capitalism of it because now there's just comp all you can basically just see what is more expensive and what you're getting versus someone who's cheaper so like if i'm willing to charge less for my gym membership but i offer the same thing it's like pretty clearly that it just it lowers the vat like the overall cost of jujitsu because there's actually competition with it. what i think most people complain about is the fact that they're required to purchase a gi that's super expensive when they can buy one on yeah. uh, amazon for like 50. it's a perfectly good gi you can What's buy a fuji gi for 50 bucks yeah if you want it to be a white gi, they can, can buy a white, white gi. And that's what Autos does. If you want cool. them to put the patch on it, you can put the fucking patch on it. Yeah. Autos lets you wear whatever gi you want. Just keep it white, which is cool because it's more about like, we just want to be uniform and like look good to white belts coming right. in. And like, you can wear whatever brand you want. You just yeah. gotta, you gotta have a patch. And I, th- I think that should be extended to the no gi as well. Like, and I will let a screen say, print an Autos thing on I it. I will say want. Autos got super lenient about ha- needing a patch. Yeah. They haven't actually given anyone because, a hard because, time. In a yeah. Time. And because I think they know it, they would, because they had some backlash from the original thing just making people buy the rash guards some people left over it i think i mean i know one guy at least that did and so i think they're like yeah you know what maybe it's not a good idea to force people to do things which you shouldn't you know and they are like autos is the main gym in southern california you know it's like the best gym to train it hey can we quote that can we get that on repeat so i can play so far autos is the number one gym in southern california even with the existence of legion well, Legion doesn't exist officially till December 1st. Is that your opening date? Yeah. Everything will be like fully built out by then. Um, December but, 1st. But a little pat on my back to me and the crew of people that helped me put this together before even before anyone even saw the inside of the gym or what it's going to look like or really knew where it was or what it was. Uh, we sold out on the presale. Congratulations. So that means that it's like not. That means there's money. no more room for the rescue, so we had, motherfuckers. We have 100 people signed up already within like a week. Well, almost 100. There's like five left, five open spots left. So that was the pre-sale was the first 100 people? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thanks, my friend. So it's going to be cool. Do you have any celebrities? Are you going to tell me when you have a celebrity sign up at your gym? Um, No, because I, Hegan Machado has all, just, the, all the celebrities. I can, I could probably get Mario Lopez to sign up, even though he doesn't live here. We're pretty, we're homies. Did you see Ashton Kutcher got his brown belt? Yeah. Did you see all the hateful comments that followed it? No. Yeah, they're there. Why are people hating on that? I don't know. That's the question. I saw a funny meme that someone made about like it was all the Simpsons characters holding pitchforks and, and, and burning sticks. And it's like, this is the jujitsu community. Every time a celebrity gets a belt promotion, why are they like, haters? Like when dude, Demi Lovato cool. got her blue belt, everyone yeah. was like, Oh, she's probably a bullshit blue belt. She probably paid for her belt. The fact of the matter, you're all bullshit blue belts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do I break this to you guys? All of your blue belts are not really that valuable because it's not hard to get. And you don't really know that much as a blue belt. Um, yeah. It's all bullshit. I think belts are bullshit. Or like, uh, the guy from super bad. Remember he got a, a promotion and then, uh, Russell, oh, yeah. Russell brand. Ed, like- Edwin actually, uh, does privates with Seth. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think we really need to be way more supportive for the celebrities who get belt promotions instead of hating on them because oh, for sure. man, they're really putting it out there for us. Like they're trying to spread the, the jujitsu love. And I think we definitely need to rally behind them. Yeah. It definitely like they help make it an acceptable thing. It doesn't look like wait that they do karate. Like people actually think like, wait, why is Ashton Kutcher doing karate? What is this actually? And then they see, Oh, it's not karate. How many, how many badass celebrities do jujitsu? There's a lot of them. A lot. Jason dude. Statham. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. The best one was Demi um, Lovato. Guy Ritchie, the director. 
he was on the Joe Rogan po- the experience or the Joe Rogan podcast yeah. and they're talking about jujitsu and Joe Rogan's talking about like how like just so you know uh, guy like I could kill you with jujitsu <laughs> and guy Richie's kind of like okay and then like Joe starts like talking about jujitsu really seriously and like you can do this and I can submit you this way and guy's like uh-huh yeah you know what like I've been trained 25 years so <laughs> I kind of know how guy to says this. that yeah Joe didn't know and Joe didn't know. Had no idea yeah he had no idea I bet a lot of people train under the radar yeah. And they probably just don't want, they don't post their, about it. They it's their private life. Like they don't need to post about it. There's a lot of like YouTube celebrities too. Like Mac lethal, the, the guy who um, can rap about anything on YouTube. Um, he trains pretty seriously and he's messaged me a couple times. So that's the only reason I know Mar- uh, Mario Lopez takes it really seriously when he's not injuring himself, boxing and doing other stuff. Yeah, man. There's a lot of them. They're everywhere. What about oh, Michael Duncan Clark before he passed away, didn't he? Yeah. I did he pass know. away? I think Michael he did. Duncan. Is that, yeah. is that, Mall cop from the Green Mile. Oh, or I think who's the guy from? Humongous. The guy from uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Twenty twelve. He passed away. I think he. I think he did jujitsu. Can you Google that too? Yeah, I think he did. I think he was a purple belt. Anyways, they're everywhere. And the point. Huh? Like oh Ed O'Neill yeah Ed O'Neill's an OG black belt he's got like three degrees or something. Jiu-jitsu is on its way to becoming the like the national sport of America. Oh that would be so and great. everywhere and I think it's just important that we try and guide it in a direction that isn't about you know making money off everyone who wants to do it. Like obviously you can make money and you should be paid for your skill and your va- the value you're providing as a teacher. But I don't think you should be trying to make extra money off a of shit gi that you just made for twenty eight bucks because you can. You know. And when it's not, and, and then forcing people to not like forcing your I just students have a not hard have time. I have a hard time having it. a strong opinion about this because I don't have an academy. So I just don't know what it's like to run an academy. Okay. Well, I'm starting an academy and starting it and seeing the process of it makes me realize these are pretty cheap and they could easily be included in the price and so, it wouldn't be a big deal. So do you think it's fucked up that gi companies at, le- at least one free gi? Like, no, like just give them one free gi or something. Like if you're going to enforce the uniform rule, give them right. something. It's like, if they need more, they need more. Otherwise they can deal with it at home, washing it every night. But like, give them something. Come on. I totally lost my train of thought just right now. Uh, I forgot. I wasn't listening to what you're saying anyway. So that's okay. do you think it's fucked up that gi companies mark up the geese so much? No, because there's a lot of work that goes into it. And like people, a lot of gi companies really care about their product. Hyperfly, for instance, take like being close to Hyperfly over the the years. And I'm not just saying this just because they're my sponsor. A lot of gi companies hold the same, um, that like they put a lot of effort into their work. Yeah. Tatami Fightwear puts a lot of effort into their gear too. Yeah. They really try and make improvements. And that's add. actually a really great brand. They, they at, they make a lot of improvements and they try and like, I've always wanted to be facilitate on, on the team. customer's needs. I've always wanted to be on team to Tommy fightwear. Really? And guess what? You're on them now. Now I am. Congrats. Dude. Hey. Yeah. I just signed with them a couple of days ago. Cool. So yeah, I'm, exactly. So if, if, if you're not against, if, if you're not against gyms, forcing people to buy their geese, then you should be because that's one of your main sponsors and it's direct competition to people who actually pay us for what we do. Yeah. Hey, what do you got there? Michael Clark Duncan and a gi. Purple belt. Purple belt. I knew it. You could probably find a whole list of everyone that does it. Anyone's interested. You that guy's badass though. All the, all the people who train jujitsu. Have you ever seen the green mile? Long time ago. Yeah. Super good. Guess what I watched last night? Tell me the game changers. What's that? What's that? It's a Netflix documentary about plant-based diets in high level sports. And I was convinced Convinced. i was wholeheartedly convinced now granted i was on an edible or two or three 
And sometimes when I'm on edibles, things seem Same like really, <laughs> they, yeah. they seem like really good ideas. Uh-huh. But now that I'm not edibled, um, I still think it's a good idea. Alan, did you hit record too on the OBS? Yeah. Oh, you're so guess what? So I'm good. Oh fuck, good man! If we were talking without recording, well, I mean, you can still rip it from the YouTube stream, but so ahead, what I've fire. come up with, and look, at, and I was telling Alan this earlier, I don't really believe anything anyone says anymore, especially fucking Netflix documentaries. Okay. So I'm just going to try it for myself. I'm going to try it. You're going to go vegan? Not vegan. I'm just going plant-based, vegetarian style. I still like eggs. Yeah. And I like cheese. Yeah. And I like honey. So What about fish? I I think you'll find you'll have to eat some fish or you're going to lose a lot of muscle mass. It's very difficult to get enough protein for an athlete. I see. You need to watch it, bro. Because they, yeah, yeah. The game changer says you are full of shit. Okay. Well, I tried it. And I was having, I was struggling. So maybe if you're educated enough and you are a good enough cook I'm to like, sure, yeah, I'm sure it matters what you eat. But what I'm going to do is no meat November. Okay. <laughs> so if anyone, and right, today is October 30th. Yeah. Right. Tomorrow's Halloween. Uh, Friday is the first. So if anyone wants to get on board with me for no meat November, we're going to create a hashtag. No meat November. N M N. That, that's okay. that's stupid. Um, this is go hashtag no meat November. And if you guys want to get on board with me for one month of no meat, I mean, no meat, no fish, no chicken, no steak tacos, nothing, just tofu. And I'll tell you what I, when I, I was, I was pescatarian for two months just to try it. Just so I, you guys know, that means he eats fish only. Yeah. I was willing to eat. I was eating fish and then cutting out all other meats. Um, and I do love sushi. So this will be difficult for me. And just on that, dude, I lost, like, I felt amazing. Like I felt very good. My energy levels throughout the day were super consistent. I didn't feel like I would crash around like 3 PM, 4 PM and just feel like crap. And I have to like get through that hurdle you did it for one month, two months, two months. And I, 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 I was already pretty lean. I lost 15 pounds. And I was like, why am I 185 when maybe, I used to be, maybe that 15 200. pounds was just animal byproduct that was sitting in your colon. It could be, but I definitely felt skinnier when I trained and it, it was like, I couldn't do a lot of like the pressure moves that I've cultivated over the couple of years of one, bulking. one really interesting, um, analogy, not an analogy, but example that they used was the Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz fight. Okay. And I was talking to Crystal about it this morning and I was trying to convince her and she was like, totally, Is Nate Diaz plant-based. He's a, he's a, a vegan, right? He's a vegan. Yeah. He's vegan. And Connor is a hardcore meat eater. Okay. He had and terrible he, cardio and Connor. No, he doesn't have terrible cardio well, yeah, in that fight. He did. The first yeah. One. But that's how he lost. He got tired. Yeah. Right. Nate just outpaced him Yeah, and he got tired and then he made that mistake. And then he, I think he shot on Nate, right? <laughs> Which is crazy. I don't right? remember. He got tired. He shot on Nate. Nate beat him up on the ground. That's what happened. And they even have Conor McGregor on this documentary saying like, Oh, I'd made a mistake by trying to eat two steaks every day before that fight. Like Connor was really a hardcore meat eater. And I mean, there's, there's dozens of examples, like the world's strongest man, right? He's a vegan. Is um, he? Oh yeah. Who's the world's strongest man? He's the champion. I don't know his name. I thought the mountains, the world's strongest man. No. Who's the, the mountains dead, bro. He died in, in fucking game no. of Thrones. He's Remember? fully alive. They Thor killed him. Bjork, the mountain, so. the character of the mountain is dead. Okay. But I don't think that's accurate that the world's strongest man is vegan. Uh, Alan, let's shut Keenan the fuck so up right now. A, annual competition for the world's strongest man and the champion last year is martin's lysis lysis is he vegan 
I don't believe so, but you're talking about the guy in the documentary. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He won a bunch of competitions. At his he was the world's strongest man. He, he was. I Probably before he was better. vegan. <laughs> then he became vegan and lost his title. <laughs> <Lost> his title. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's like countless athletes that they talk to. There's so many. Yeah. And they make a really compelling argument. So I would encourage. I, man, I have, I have nothing against it. I, I think everyone should do it. I think it's good for the environment. It's like this, one of the single most important things you can do for the environment on your own is to not eat meat. So what do you got, Alan? So this is a guy. I'm just not going to do it. On the yeah, he has the big chops, right? Patrick Baboonian. Yes, that guy. Yeah, so he does hold some world records. Okay. Uh, Patrick Baboonian holds some world records. Correct. For, okay. But formerly. Yeah. Prior well, I to. I think he holds some. I'm sure he still has some. Yeah. Does prior mean before or after? Prior is before. Yeah, prior to his veganism. He was world champion. Um, so anyways, like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take some stupid documentaries word for it. Cause I know, okay. I know all of all documentaries have some bias and I, I just don't, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to try it for myself. I'm going to see how, how I, how I feel. I'm going to do it. No meet November. So get on board. I think, and I think you'll feel really good. I think you're just going to lose some muscle mass. I would, I want, I'm want you to try and keep your muscle mass. Okay. That's the goal. Okay. So try that measure your weight before you start. And then at the I'll, end, see I'll where measure, you're at. I'm going to measure my weight a second. I get off this microphone. There's no scale in here, this house, but oh, you don't have a scale. In it's your house? I didn't change the batteries in it. It's dead. What kind of a jujitsu fighter doesn't have a scale? You're this not, one, you're the retired. guy who doesn't cut weight. You're, you're retired. <laughs> I'm not retired. I will be What's hitting it harder than ever. What's your next, next competition? Pants? Um, probably like Europeans or something. You're gonna do euros. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna start training in December. Yeah. December is when I'll have euros is tough, man, because you got to train through the holidays and that's no fun. That never bothered me. I never understood like what, like I like no, but training. It's, it's the food, the food, man. You got to eat all the, oh. eat, it's all the good. Delicious. See, that's the thing. I don't care. Cause I'm not going to cut weight. So I just eat whatever. Okay. But eating shit food does affect your cardio. Yeah. Agree or disagree. Uh, like really shitty food, yeah, but like, like good home cooked Christmas food is like, that's not bad for you. That's good for you. Depends on how much meat you eat. I feel great when I eat a lot of meat. I feel like as long as I offset it with bang. Oh my That's God. That's the key. <laughs> I, I just oh eat God. an entire like turkey leg. How many of those bangs the night do you before? A, a day? A singular bang. One bang per day. Yeah. And sometimes I split it up or I'll just drink half and then not drink the other half. And then maybe like have some black tea or coffee later. So seven bangs a week? No, no. I take days off for okay. sure. This is buzzing when I touch it. What's going on? Yeah. And you got to keep your laptop away from the cables. You think that's what it is? I put you. I think it's because I'm touching this cable. Maybe. But uh, yeah, bang! I can generally like they don't sponsor me, and they won't sponsor me. I've tried. I've gotten in touch with them a few <laughs> times, and they just say that I'm not like right for their demographic. Um, they said that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I've like I've messaged them. I've had yeah, other like, people message them, and they're just more, not interested. We they more, want hot chicks. They want manly men. But my life has significantly improved since I started drinking bang. And that's like a crazy endorsement to give to a product that doesn't pay you. But the amount of shit I get done in the four hours after drinking a bang is like insane. Like I get so much done. You know who else, you know who else uh, says things like this? What? Meth addicts. <laughs> I mean, caffeine is a very, like, I'm so productive when I get, when I smoke this meth, you know what I think it is. This is my theory. I've been drinking normal sized coffee portions for my entire life, but I'm not a normal sized human. And so I've been drinking the same amount of coffee as like what Alan would drink, but I'm like a hundred pounds heavier. How much is normal? What do you think is normal? You know, a cup of coffee, two cups of coffee a day or something. I drink two every morning. Two full cups? Yes. Like you drink like one, this. refill, like right drink another one? Like this. So there's about 90 milligrams of caffeine in that thing. Maybe. Average American drinks 3.1 cups of coffee per day. 
But what's a cup? Like it's, it's like, like ninety milligrams, right? Like like hundred milligrams. Fi- we're talking. Uh, it's eight would, ounces, but how many? How much caffeine is in a cup? My guess is like 90 or even 60 lower for like a normal cup. I'm just saying my coffee is plant-based and your bang isn't. I'm sure the, the caffeine is definitely sourced from green coffee bean extract. 95 milligrams per cup. 95 milligrams. So you drink two cups, that's 200 milligrams. So yeah. I'm slightly bigger than you. This is only 300 milligrams, but it, it's like proportionate to my body size, which is why I think I'm getting more shit done. Cause like I'm getting the right dosage of caffeine now. I think what 400 is considered a lot for one day. 200 is yeah you're not supposed to have over 400 that's like dangerous no it's just like probably not it's probably not your adrenal system can't recover properly and you like over a course of time you'll develop a a tolerance to it that has to be reset by like a week of not drinking caffeine and so if your adrenal system is under stress like this you can't explode you can experience adrenal fatigue so this is not good for jujitsu competitions because we need that adrenal. Yeah, you should definitely take time off if you want that caffeine boost to work during a jujitsu competition. You should take a few a few days off or a week that's off. That's a good. You do it. That's a good thing. You know, I'm fighting Murillo in ten days. Do you know that? I yeah, you, you did. Yes, but the people didn't. I knew that for sure. You knew that. I knew that. The people didn't know that. Yeah, so it hasn't been announced yet. But me and Murillo will be facing off it that's a good matchup for you i think i think you're gonna do really well versus him i like marillo a lot i know he's like a scary guy that a lot of people cannot relate to but me what have you anyway have you talked to him yeah i think he's a super nice guy he's just he's he's just coolest he's just intimidating looking and he doesn't go out of his way to talk to anyone his voice is just like melted bronze in your ears it's It's so true so amazing yeah it's true i could listen to marillo i wish marillo had a podcast i I could listen to him all day Dude, his voice is. You know so, what? Like, we need to get Marillo on the oh podcast. God. This is this is going to be the mission. It's incredible. Can yeah. we call him? I don't have his number. Actually, I do. I have, do you have his phone number? I don't think I got it when I was training there. But in the future, we should try and get him on. So, Maybe when he's out in California next. My dear listeners, um, we have a new thing that we're going to try out today with our new podcast. Oh yeah, let's box. let's figure out how we're going to do this. So, and we're going to try to take callers. Yeah, and the only way we're going to do that is if you send us your number privately because we're sure as fuck not sending our numbers because we're not going to put the number out so let me just let's look let's read some chat messages real fast and just see where what we, what we kind of missed um and then we got to sort through the see bullshit. who's not like a, a jerk and yeah, don't be a douchebag someone here donated 515 says shout out to keenan online i win everything now oh <laughs> yeah that. yeah you win everything um, a lot of talk about caffeine cause we were just talking about it. All right. If anyone wants to, let me see if I can like send us private message somehow. So how about spider coming up on November 28th? Are they really paying a hundred thousand dollars? I think it's 80,000, a hundred thousand total. Oh, like second place. We'll get 20 or something or something uh, like that. Yeah. So, okay. Like total, total prize for all podium. Yeah. I would, I really wanted to do that event, but I just haven't been able to train. I think it's disrespectful to show up to a lineup like that without training hard. I agree. Don't be disrespectful, Keenan. Yeah. Like I never understood why people pressure you to compete when it's like, I can't right now. I can't, I, I'm not in a position to just go show up and not be fully prepared. I'm to be honest, I'm perplexed by why anyone pressures us to do anything. Like, how about we just let us live our lives? How the fuck we want. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking adult. Have you seen the internet? It shows exactly <laughs> that entire. Why, why do people, people ethos. feel compelled? I mean, I, I, I guess I, I make suggestions to people when I write Instagram posts, but I don't tell people how to live their lives. I just tell them like, Hey, work harder. Have you noticed that like the whole, 
being loud and obnoxious to get attention has transitioned to all forms of media on the internet and the news now is just nonstop, just like ramming the most controversial point in that they can every single day. Are we talking about jujitsu or the media in general? Everything. Yeah, media in general. Yeah. You can't even get reliable news anymore because it's like all of the companies are like, we need more, we're a, a corporation that needs money. So we need the most clicks possible and don't really care about like the actual journalism. You're aspect just realizing this. Well, I only recently started paying attention to the, to it. That's a thing. I took like, an entire course in college on this. Yeah. On bullshit news. It's crazy, man. Like, it's like, you got to check your sources. Yeah. And it's like hard to find like both sides of the story. For instance, like if you're say you're like in politics or something, if you're like more of a Republican side, there's a lot of like user generated content there or like people who have podcasts or like talk a lot about this stuff. But if you're trying to get the opposite opinion, it's hard to find people who are just creating that content on their own. It's more like news stuff. And it's very difficult to like match the stories together. Cause like one is like popular media news channels. And then the other is like YouTube and like non traditional forms Look, of media. Here's very how difficult I, here's to find what out. I think big media corporations are no different than f- a fucking dork on his podcaster. Mike, like, right. They, uh, yeah. They I have their agenda. They have their opinions. And that's that. And they're just going to preach whatever the fuck they want. And the same thing for you and I on our podcast and the same thing for fucking Joe Schmo in his basement, like on his blog site. Like the only difference is the corporations have money and blogger basement guy doesn't. And I just hate how none of it. It seems like no one's trying to solve problems. It's like, seems like Donald Trump solving problems. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You can't. I dude. Don't don't get me wrong guys. Well, that's, what's crazy. It's like, everyone seems to be universally, against trump it seems like right not universally it's like for the large majority is just like it's a fun thing it's a fun thing to do to hate on donald trump because it's so so easy but it's like that doesn't solve any problems can we like stop talking about him it's like dylan dan it's like why are we still talking about him well can we like focus on the next thing let's not compare dylan dan to the president of the united states okay the president of the united states actually is an important person yeah absolutely dan is not right but it's like the the discussion about him is just doesn't seem to be really solving anything. It's like everyone just thinks. Well, because the thing is with Donald Trump is a little swipe of his cell phone and his Twitter account can affect the entire fucking economy. Like if he makes a stupid comment about trade with China, the whole market tanks. And that's kind of a big deal. OK, so it's literally just about like his opinion matters a lot. So we need to get things him out. that he does. And it's just like it's just like when Elon Musk took that hit from that joint on the Joe Rogan. Podcast. But it also made him famous. It's like that just boosted his career yeah. so much his, and pushed his vision so much further yeah but the but his shareholders didn't appreciate it <laughs> and at the take i think the stock value went down because of that well, right that for that day but look at it now okay but, but i'm just saying it's yeah. an example like right. things that people say who people who are leaders of corporations or or countries affects money i the guess things they say affect the economy i guess but i don't know i'm just saying anyways guys um just check your sources i'm really sick and tired of people posting these fucking blog articles like that have these really clickbaity titles and like, yeah, I look at the source. The first thing I do is look at the source and I'm like, Oh my God. Well, that happens in jujitsu with us too. Cause anytime someone says something controversial, the jujitsu media picks it up and they're just like, post that. That's the one we got to post. Like, we're not going to talk about some cool Keenan new techniques. says Helio Gracie is not good at j- <laughs> Right. That's why I've started like, okay, so now it's like, I know if I'm going to say something controversial, it's going to get posted somewhere and make, try and make me look bad for clicks or try and like generate some sort of, controversy so let's let's actually say things about things that really need solutions so that that at least that attention is brought to like a real issue that i feel needs to be dealt okay with. what what's a big problem that needs a solution um i got one if you don't go you go first climate change okay i was talking more about jujitsu oh okay <laughs> 
I thought we were talking about jujitsu problems. Well, I mean, if, if we, I mean, if, if climate change doesn't, I mean, we're not going to have jujitsu if the fucking planet goes to shit. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I'm a big believer in climate change. My friends, the science is pretty much undeniable at this point. So if you're one of those people in that point zero 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 one percent who doesn't believe in it, fuck you. Really? Yeah. That's how I feel about it. But have you read the books yourself? I went to a, I went to graduate school at the school that is ranked number two in the nation for for environmental science uh-huh. and climate change science. Yeah, they have fucking mountains of evidence. Yeah, mountains. It's undeniable. So, do you think that the counter arguments are pro- probably mostly fueled by oil companies put, put putting out propaganda? Obviously, it's just yes. it's so crazy that like corporations have become like governments. There's people who have money to there are, are are businesses and people who have a financial interest in denying climate change, and that is why they do it. Yeah. Now, let me so let me present for, you, um, Kina. Let me present you. you vote for Andrew Yang. Have you re- seen any of his stuff? I know who he is. He's yeah. the man. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that wants. Are you about Andrew Yang too? Yang gang, your Yang gang, Yang the Yang gang. He's the presidential candidate who wants all police officers to change jujitsu. Really? Is that what he wants? Right? Am I right? He did say that. Right? He did say that. Yeah, makes sense. So you didn't know that you liked him. No, I remember him saying. I I saw a picture of him at Unity Marillo's gym with his son training jujitsu, and that's all I saw. I didn't know that's what he wanted, but I really hope that, that I feel like that might be a bad thing <laughs> for all because then we can't fuck them up if they try to arrest us. Well, I feel like someone's just going to kill someone with jujitsu and that's going to be bad. And then it's going to look like it's a negative art that shouldn't be. Well, trained. they're already killing people with their guns. So I know. And that what the guns are like, people are like against guns. What if they're against jujitsu? Because they put this power into these psycho, like so many cops have that personality type. That's like that weird, aggressive I know. thing. I really think that's and it's like, do you really want to put, give jujitsu to those people? That's like giving jujitsu to a bully. And of course, not, oh, all, not all cops are like, you that. are never getting out of a speeding ticket ever again. I'm not saying no, of course not <laughs> all cops are like, you're that. fucked. You just, I, you just hate it. I've actually cops. had some really great experiences with cops who train jujitsu. I've been pulled over before by a cop who trained jujitsu with his son and he didn't give me a ticket. So like, yeah, but my experience so far with jujitsu cops has been awesome, but it, it, there is of course issues in every institution with people people yeah, there's just that like bad every institution in, has assholes in every institution yeah i'm yeah. not against that oh, no. <laughs> the, the comment the comments already are doing the <laughs> headlines just to mock me but i mean it could it could be a thing i'm just saying hypothetically maybe if if someone actually accidentally gets killed they're gonna make a choke or something i don't think a cop is gonna kill someone with jujitsu i just don't see that happening it's unlikely, but they could definitely give him brain damage. Like how long do you, okay, here's a question. How long do you have to squeeze a rear naked choke after someone goes unconscious? How much longer you got to squeeze it till they die? It would actually make a lot more sense to teach cops, um, unconventional jujitsu, like lapel guard and worm guard so that they don't kill people. It's less dangerous version of control. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no shameless shout out. No, but seriously, serious question. After you choke someone unconscious, how much longer do you need to hold that choke until they die? Because I really hate it when I watch a movie and they choke someone to death and it just yeah. clearly was not long. Well, enough. the problem is it's after, I think after about 10 seconds of loss of consciousness, you start getting severe brain damage, brain damage. and it's just a, a, a spectrum at that point until complete veg- vegetable mode, but you're still alive and then death. So what do you think? 20 seconds? Probably like 40 seconds, 40 seconds, 40 seconds to a minute is probably the unfortunate part is we can't actually test this. Is that, I think that's, to- <laughs> that's fortunate that we can't test it. We shouldn't find that out. Um, if anyone has any insight on this, if they've ever choked someone to death, I'm sure um, you could probably look it up for like autoerotic asphyxiation deaths. I bet it's been oh recorded yeah. like on video somehow. Oh yeah, for sure. Like when someone was found and then like it, how brain dead. They Do you were. want to explain to the listeners what that is? Nope. <laughs> I don't. 
Um, like people that are trying to hang themselves on their tippy toes, right? Just to get just enough choke. <laughs> and then they slip. This is not funny, dude. This is a very serious thing. And suicide deaths yes. have, yes. Are, have taken over and are now the main cause of death in the United States. Suicide They're not the main cause they of are. death. Suic- Heart disease is No, it main. is not. Not anymore. Suicide, Alan- suicide and drug overdose are together are the main cause of death. I don't know about so individually. Like, so you're saying like self-inflicted death. Yeah. Drug with the drug overdose. Alan, can yes. we, can we get some clarification on that? Cause I don't think Kenan's right. It's true, man. And they, I think it's heart disease. And I, you know why it's heart disease? Because meat eaters. I think, I think our, the overall health is going up of the United States because oh, for so sure. much education about yeah. it. And Instagram probably has a big part in that of all the, the fitness so models. This saying is the same stuff this about is general health a knowledge. A big point that they brought up in that film, um, the game changers is they were talking about, look, we were taught, uh, decades ago, not even before we were born. Like, uh, what do you got? So we're talking global, right? No, United States only. Oh my God. Well, heart disease in the United States is going to be higher anyways. We're a steak eating nation. This is great. We can ask questions and like we're uneducated, but we can always just consult the internet. So guys, we have the proof. We're We're consulting. We're we're going to adapt to the relevant evidence and change our opinions based on. Before I get into that, uh, brain damage is not permanently possible according to some studies. What? You can recover from brain damage? No, no, no. From rear naked chokes. That's not possible. How's that possible? How is that not possible? That's what it says. Who says this? Check that source. Doctor. If it says freethought.org, I'm going to freak out. No, it's from, it's citing some studies here. We'll look into that later. Let, let's just stick to what we want to t- learn about. Right, heart so disease versus. Heart disease is number one. Thank you. Okay. 23% of total deaths. 23%. Okay. So is it second and third is suicide and drug? No, cancer. <laughs> How Where did, did I see this? How did you forget about cancer? The chat was agree, agreeing with me. The chat doesn't know shit. Sorry, guys. Now I'm going to Google it myself. I'm sure you guys know something. If you don't like a stat online, just look up a different stat. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Keep yeah. talking, Josh. I'm going to I'm just this saying, myself. yeah, no, I, I, yeah, cancer. So I'm directly pardon. on cdc.gov. Yeah, the CDC is legit. Okay. They're Democrats. We can't trust them. I, I'm just kidding. I'm a Democrat. Everyone else, see, based on your opinions, everyone's saying you're a Republican. No, I'm actually, I'm actually a hardcore liberal, guys. I just, I'm just not a fucking sheeple. I have an open mind and I know how to think with my brain as opposed to with my dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know someone is going to ask, what do you, well, what else would you think with? Well, obviously some guys think with their dick. I think with my brain and my dick, depending on the time of day. Bro. <laughs> Okay. Um, so heart disease, number one, cancer, number two, so number three is unintentional injuries. And that includes alcohol, drugs, car accidents, car accidents. Exactly. All right. I, I guess I've misheard something, but it's, it's okay. I, I mean, you know look, what it was? Guys, why is heart disease so Maybe. high? Why is heart disease so high in the U S meat because of the motherfucking meat eat, bad. They eat meat industry. Stop eating meat. How do you, how do these guys think I'm Republican? I'm sitting here bashing the meat industry. Like that's obviously a liberal thing to do. I think a lot of people don't even understand what is conservative, what is liberal. I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't keep track of all of the different opinions the and colors. How, how they, for a long time, I couldn't get the colors straight. I was like, "What? Who's red? Who's blue? Liberal equals Democrat equals blue. Wait, what? Conservative equals Republican equals red. Okay, just so you guys know. Some people don't know what's in the middle. Uh, independent, uh, Green Party. Yeah, like I, I can purple. And like, what is, what is <laughs> each one? Blue and red together is purple, right? 
What does the red side stand for? What are like their main oh points? Oh my god, are we really talking politics? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I feel like I, everyone should be educated about it's, that. It's if a you bit, don't know. it's a bit controversial because I think the Republican Republican Party is a bit hypocritical because they believe in small government, right? Mm. Less government interference in personal lives, but they also want to tell you what you can and cannot do with your body, which is right. Con- which is confusing sometimes. Okay. Okay. So like they want to say like, oh, so it has you, a sort you, of a religious, like they're, they're anti-abortion. Right? right. So, and they're, and, not, and I'm not for, I'm not saying I'm for killing babies. I'm it, like, sometimes they're against contraceptives How too. Dare you? you know, they're against birth control. They're against uh, planned parenthood and you know, planned parenthood, like 90% of what they do is not abortions. Like they do a lot of just general sex education, health education. Type yeah. Stuff. And it could be, there's probably a very good argument for why that's super important. Yeah. I mean, resources are useful. And if it's, but then it's like, I've also listened to some of the conservative side. Uh, we shouldn't talk about this. Where does I know, this is, that man, this is going to spiral <laughs> out of control. The, the listeners are going to start fucking sending us hate mail. Like this is a danger. Yeah. Politics and religion are just like untouchable. It's like we just can't term. talk about them because you guys get too angry. I'm just, I'm giving the general beliefs I'm behind, frustrated behind now, each dude. party. I will say both sides need each other. Yeah. We need balance. We need right. balance. Absolutely. Yeah, we need balance without a doubt. Um, I w- I would be a big fan of like a multi party system, you know, where the where different parties need to work together to create a coalition. So the problem is we have this whole like who can first pass the post, right? So basically, who who can get enough support and they win the election. Um, but like in a lot of European countries, they have multi party systems and the parties have to team up together to make a majority because they're too small. Let's say if we have five political parties and they all have 25% of the, the electoral support, they have to team up. Three of them have to get together to make 60%. And then they, as a team, a coalition, they can run the government. Okay. So I think this is what I think is going to happen. Tying it back into jujitsu as automation increases and people lose their jobs and it becomes more like, well, what do we, we don't really have to do anything because robots do all the work. I think everyone is just going to start training jujitsu only. And that'll just be like the, the work of humans. So it's like everyone's on UBI, the robots do all of the labor and we just have fun and play video games and do jujitsu and everyone is happy. I was and then actually, we go to Mars. I was just looking at a list. I think that's the, the route that we should take. I was looking at a list of uh, professions that are on their way out. Thanks, uh-huh. thanks to automation and AI and computers. And I think lawyers right up there at the top. Damn. That's That makes a good, that's and a good what point. I, I just, I just uh, filed an LLC with LegalZoom. Like, couple weeks ago you know i'm dealing with some lawyers right now too and me and Miha we're talking we're like damn it's like inefficient to talk to these lawyers like let's just get the the documents from legal zoom he said the same thing yeah damn that's true and then the the big the big issue is the truck drivers too Uh, automated trucks yeah yeah that's andrew yang's whole thing well look at a train a train a train is massive driven by one guy and i'm just going to keep tying this back in jiu-jitsu every time we talk about politics you can't automate jiu-jitsu is Keenan Online kind of automated? What if you five? <laughs> oh shit! I, I guess you could just have a deep I fake, mean, just reciting do knowledge. Do not have a website full of courses. But I mean, the actual <laughs> the actual training. If you want to train, you can't train with an AI. I fucking got your number today, dude. <laughs> Everything you say, I got an answer. That's for. why we're, that's why we're on the show together, dude. That's why. I no, it. but of course, like you need people to run. You need right, people so, to train jujitsu. You so, cannot train jujitsu by. So, what are some other things that you the computer can't do? It can love you. Computer can love you. You can have sex with it, probably. Oh, man, I wasn't going to say anything sexual, but you just did. So I, mean, I was going to so say. So, like, what is left? It's just like well, actual human on human body contact. Contact. Yeah, could, but, could a sex robot also do jujitsu? There's also the sex dolls. <laughs> right. Like, could you t- could you think you could make an AI? I guess you could make. The sex dolls are kind of a thing. Dude, I feel like an AI 
jujitsu sex robot would just instantly snap your neck with like some sort of hyperspeed. Well, movement. I think I think what's happening is the computers are helping design the sex doll to be super realistic. Okay. So, so that's, that you're not fucking a cyborg. So, so not, what about this? The doll is so dead. like because the goal is to like create this copy of humanity in an AI form with like robotics, a robotic, real looking human. Which I don't know why we want fake humans running around. It doesn't really make sense. Like when we have real humans, like why? Just to do it for fun. Maybe they'll be so anatomically correct that jujitsu is the only way to fight them when they do turn against us. And will it, our head start on jujitsu learning will actually save us from the robot overtake. I would hope that if we design a robot, we can design it with not very powerful hydraulics so that we can overpower it. Like just make it weak as well. Well, you can't let it, you can't really give it any sort of ability to physical power, physically do anything. Cause it'll just improve itself. It'll right. just be, if you make one that's weak, it'll just be like, well, we're just going to make tools that make, can make us better. We have to give it block hands. So it's super awkward and can't do anything. It's like trying to fix itself, but it can't cause it has block hands. Yeah. <laughs> like if you give it really intricate tentacle fingers, you're fucked. You're we just have to hamstring dead. all the robots. So yeah. they just can't really do anything. I think they just need real, they, their, their joints need to have not, not very powerful hydraulic pumps so that we can easily just kick the shit out of them and break them into pieces. But that's not the real threat is the threat of just like no, the a threat quantum of, computing AI yeah, that can just, of course, take instantly over, is just like, wait, take over there. We solved all this shit. Why are you guys even here still? Let's just go do some other stuff. I got a question for you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> do you fear putting all of your life savings into the market or do you save some cash? Uh, like I have a safe that has like some cash in it because I have always in the back of my mind, I'm a little bit afraid of complete economic system collapse. Okay. But even then, if that happened, would cash even be relevant? Or would people to say, no, fuck cash. It would go back to precious metals and Gun, stuff. It should be guns. Guns, like guns that. Things of value. I think buying a lot of guns would help store your cash. But no, I put almost 100% of all my savings into. You just convinced me to go buy another gun. Yeah, I've been meaning to buy another one. I feel like you got to buy a bunch now in case they ever like become illegal. Of course. And you'll be grandfathered in. Yeah. Or you just hide them in your like dig a hole. Dude, in let's backyard. go gun shopping after this. This is a Glock store right by my house. I'm down. I would like to, uh, I want to pick gun. up like a rifle, like a real like combat rifle <laughs> so i actually so in my house this is actually a really cool thing that is not know? common in the u.s at all i've never seen another house with this um but in germany they have something called relodens which is like a rolling shutter of like a metal shutter that slides down like a curtain on the outside of your house and it can be remote operated or manually operated from the inside of the house and you just press a button it locks down your it house. locks down your house dude that's pretty badass. And so I have a ton of windows in this house. If you go downstairs, it's just like a fishbowl. And I was like, you know what? I don't want that. I don't want to have to think about someone just like breaking a window and coming in and then me having to deal with it. I don't want to have to shoot anyone. I want to keep them out. You know, I don't want to have to jujitsu a guy. So like, <laughs> in my so living room. would it be like if, if someone breaks the window, the, it automatically triggers the slide? No, no. You put, you just turn them on at night like you would an alarm system and they just shut at night and okay. just barricade you in. Okay. I thought it would be cool to have like if someone breaks the window, then it automatically just drops on them and it chops their hand off or something. That's what banks have. Banks, the, banks, have, banks, and some convenience stores that are like in bad areas will have like they can press a button, like a panic button, like, and it just <laughs> fucking drops hard as and fuck. just chops off whatever's. In I don't the think way. it chops anything, but it definitely makes them want to pull their arm just out, <laughs> crush the fuck out of their hand. But yeah, so what I've been thinking now, especially with all the power issues in California right now, and I think they're going to get worse as we transition to solar power and don't have enough batteries to store it. Because my mom in San Francisco has been without power for five days because of the forest fires and having to shut down everything. She's in the Bay Area? Yeah, she's like in a very wealthy part of the Bay Area in Marin County, and they don't have power. And I was telling her she needs to get solar, and then she needs to get 
the power walls from Tesla so to store energy. And so if it comes to that where everyone kind of has to be self-sufficient, you're going to need to want to you're going to want to protect your self-sufficiency and not let people come and steal your batteries. <laughs> you need to like lock it up. You got to be able to lock yourself up. I'm a big fan of solar power. I've got solar here. I was forced into buying it though with the house. I didn't have a choice. I just had you know to I tried to, I tried to apply for a home loan and I can't because my student loans have my debt to income ratio out of whack. That's so sad. And it's only three hundred bucks a month. It's like nothing. It's negligible. I can I can literally do one private lesson and pay for that. But, but because it exists. But because the debt exists, it makes my income to debt ratio out of control, and I can't. Insane. And you don't uh-huh. use. I mean, you use that knowledge in your day to day life, but not for your work. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, should we actually I'm talk? sorry to hear about that. Do you right. want to go halvesies? You want to buy a house together? You can all sign for you. I'm pretty sure you cannot take on another big loan like that. Considering I can open an academy and no, that's actually of, good. It's and, like and shows as long as you make your payments on time, it's like leverages it. Uh, if I could, I wish I could say something right now, but I can't because well, we can co-sign for him. no, I don't need that. I'm not going to co-sign for Josh. <laughs> Jan, right? Fuck no. Never in a I would never, I would never let that happen. I can add you to my my line of credit. We need to get back card. to jujitsu, bro. So look, I'm looking at the spider invitational brackets, and they're not the brackets, but the list. It's pretty fucking savage. I I, I like talking about this stuff because I never got to be an adult. <laughs> I was an adult for way too long, and I I, I like to talk fun. about jujitsu. I like I like uh, talking about adult stuff because I didn't know about it for so long because I've just only done jujitsu my entire life. Keenan is completely self educated from YouTube, dude. I've learned so much on YouTube lately. It's crazy. I finally stopped playing video games and just started studying cool stuff on YouTube and it's changed my life. I love it. I never want to go back. It's such a waste of time to play video games compared to what you can learn. That on sounds the like a Gary V video that I was watching the other day when he was like, he's like, what the fuck are you guys complaining about? You probably pay Madden for four hours a day and you're complaining that you don't have enough money. Shut the fuck up. No one gives a shit. It's I, so true, dude. I love Gary V. Yeah. It tells it how it is, man. And then the, the stuff I've learned and then I apply it to my life and it helps me a lot and I'm actually like making more money or like learning how to manage people or like doing stuff that I've actually real world applications. And I tell jujitsu guys like, Hey, what you're doing is like, it's not going to help you in the future. Like you should like set something up, like do this or like do this. Yeah. I know. Just, you always tell me what I'm doing is wrong and that I need, that's to not it. true. But your recent idea, I was fully on board because it's an awesome idea and it it's is working. an awesome idea. So you want me to tell everyone about it? If you want more clients, sure. I really don't. I'm kind of maxed out. Yeah. Right you should now. probably just chill. You could start like a wait list though. Yeah. So basically what I did guys is I started mentoring people online for competition preparation. So I don't want to say it's online coaching cause I really hate that phrase, but I basically took on uh, five or six people. They're kind of staggered. So it's like two started one week, two started another week and it's an okay. eight week program. And I'm just helping. These are people who don't have a competition team to train with, right? They're right. people who train, who work all day. They train in the evenings with their evening class and they need some guidance on how to prepare for their upcoming competition. In this case, it's Nogi Worlds. Mm-hmm. So I started the program eight weeks out from Nogi Worlds, and I basically designed the I designed their training rounds for them. Tell them what kind of and rounds. you are one of the most decorated Nogi World champions of all time, right? I am the most decorated American. American. I mean, it depends. I mean, you can argue Gordon won the open class, and oh I, yeah, yeah, but I but I'm the only American with. But you have the most medals. I'm the only American. No, me and Lovato are still tied for three. <sighs> You got to do it. So you, but, but why aren't you doing it this year? But mine were consecutive and his weren't. Oh, okay. So I had three years in a row. He didn't. That's all. The asterisks. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from Lovato. He's a savage. And he kicked my ass at fight to win. Oh no, but he, <laughs> so yours are consecutive, but he kicked your ass. I mean, he didn't <laughs> kick my ass. Again. It, was, it was a good match. It was good. And he's like twice your size too. 
not twice, but yeah. I'm going to make excuses for you. So I, don't you don't need, I don't need it. I don't need it. I like Lovato a lot and, and him and I get along really well. So I have no problem saying that he beat me because he legitimately beat me. So what you're doing, I think is really cool because it's like a high price point thing that adds real value to someone's life. And it's for someone like you that doesn't want to own a gym, but have a lot of knowledge and input right. to give. I, I feel like I have a lot to give people for tournament preparation. I'm pretty And you good. deserve I'm, to be paid for that for I'm sure. Just good. don't force them to buy your other products. I don't force anyone to do anything. Like, okay, you can sign up for my program, but you also have to buy my shirt and wear it every time. So uh, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's not, it's not cheap, but it's, it's, it's like equivalent to five private lessons. Right. You know, that's basically what it is, but But they get a lot more, but I'm coaching them for the whole month. Yeah. I basically message these people every freaking day. It's like buying a package for private lessons, but instead of it being jujitsu, it's like, Josh in your it's ear. like, it's like, there's two things. There's like life coaches and there's jujitsu coaches and then there's jujitsu life coaches. And that's what you've become. Hey, there it is. Your yeah. jujitsu life coach. No, it's going really well. I, to be honest, I'm having a really good time with it and I really like my clients and they ask me really good questions and they send me their training videos and I watch their videos and I give them feedback and I thought, to be honest, at first I was a little nervous because I was like, oh, what if I don't have enough to give them? But after I watched their training videos, I'm like, oh, my God, I got so much to give you. <laughs> right. That was just taking a stab at them. I was just kidding. They're actually really cool. And I really enjoy doing this. And I feel like I'm helping them. And I feel like we're both getting value out of the agreement. And I like it. Yeah, I think it was a really smart thing to so adapt to what in I your th- position. I think I'm going to run three of these per year. I'm going to do one for Nogi Rolls. I'll probably do one for pans or worlds not both and then i'll probably do one for master worlds and every time it's going to be eight weeks an eight week program i'm going to bring on like no more than 10 i, I, I don't think i can handle more than 10 but right now it's just five yeah. it's going to be a quality issue if you do yeah like I'm, i don't want to overwhelm myself i want to make sure i give everyone a quality service so but yeah i'm maxed out right now so and i do have a little bit of a waiting list so sorry so yeah if you guys are interested in that where should they email you hinger seminars at gmail.com yeah. So it's about the cost of five private lessons guys for a one month of Josh in your head, a great investment of Josh's ID ideology in jujitsu, which I don't agree with all of his it's not about real ide- life. It's not about ideology, ideas it's about training, but his training stuff is good. Yeah. Thanks. He knows what he's doing. Thank you. So I got a question for you about spider invitational. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to read the names to you and I want you to tell me. So t- first of all, let's just make a note here. Cause we've talked about this in the past that self-sponsorship is going to make you way more money than any sponsorship that we could have paid us. Okay. Right. I, like not, why even spot? Like why even let's just basically say we don't need sponsors. for. The we don't podcast. need sponsors. That's why we don't have sponsors right now. Cause we're just like, might as well just sponsor our own stuff. The truth <laughs> is we don't have sponsors because I've been too busy with my clients to actually write back to the people who are asking to sponsor. So now podcast. I'm suffering oh, for this. I do have something I need to say though. Okay. So, tell me about your, tell me about spider first though. Oh, I was just curious about who you think will is, has the best chance at the hundred. I hope Kynan gets a win back over Marigali. So it's Kynan, Leandro Lowe, Anderson Muniz. I want to see. I want to see Leandro versus Marigali. I want Marigali to beat Leandro, and then I want Kynan versus Marigali in the finals, and I want Kynan to win. And you completely neglected Hadolfo. Vieira, he's yeah. in there. Hadolfo is there. That's a factor. Shit. Hadolfo. Spr- Spriggs is in there too, and Calisans. And Calisans is quite the strategist. He's not the most exciting, but and I love him because I don't he's my think. Teammate. I think Rodolfo could like if Rodolfo has any of his past talent still, which I'm sure he does. Um, I think. I think. Mergali this is in the gi too, right? Adolfo's a monster in a gi. I really hope that he's the same. Yeah, it's been a while. If he's the same, I think he easily passes Marigali's guard and beats up everyone. But if the old, if the old Adolfo shows it, up, yeah, if the 2011 Adolfo is here, he shows everyone's up. Fucked. Gonna, everyone's fucked. Everyone's fucked. 
Um, has, has Hadolfo ever had a match with Leandro? Has that, or Leandro was too small back then, huh? I'm not. Yeah, I think they're in different. Like Leandro is a middleweight when Hadolfo. I'm not sure. Alan, are you checking that right now? You're so fast with this shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when Hadolfo was dominating shit, Leandro was still middleweight. They did. They did. Abu Dhabi, probably right. World Pro. No, this is Copa Podio. Uh, oh, I, I fought in this Copa Podio. <laughs> you, I was there. You, that's why you don't remember it because you were in the back warming up. Yeah, I fought Sanji and Alex. Sony. Sanji. Sanji, sorry. Sandy. Exandy. Sanji will be on the podcast soon, my friends. He's agreed to it, and we just need to find a time to do it. I think he's in Brazil right now. He's like the voice of reason in jujitsu too. Like he, all, he, all, he doesn't really let his emotions get a hold of him. He just kind of sticks to the facts. He's never said anything that pissed me off. I like, I like the things he Have says. Have I ever said anything that pissed you off? <laughs> I don't need to answer that. Okay, I don't what think about, I have. What about the little guys? We got uh, seventy six. Who's in there? I'm surprised. Who won this match? Uh, Arges is in there with Edwin. They're both in there. I'm surprised that Arges can, passed. Arges can make that weight. But and Mateus Gabriel, Edwin. Levi Jones, Jamil, Jonathan Alves, Mateus Lutas. Jonathan, Jonathan won last time. He like won the qualifiers or something. Right. But this I is, was there. I commentated is, that. This event. is the next round, right? Yeah. Andre got choked by Rodolfo. Yeah. Rodolfo was amazing. He finished everyone. He finished Andre too. A lot of people say Rodolfo is the greatest ever. He was like the greatest ever by such a margin, but then he just couldn't do shit against Bouchesha. It's like, yeah. how are you just losing to Bouchesha when Bouchesha can't even beat the guys you beat in nearly the same right. fashion? That's so weird. Jiu-jitsu math doesn't add up, man. So weird. I never understood that. Just because A can defeat B and B can defeat C doesn't mean that C will not defeat A. Write, yeah. that, write that down. So look, who do you got for the little guys, man? Because I'm not going to lie. I, want, like, I would like to see Levi come back, hit his stride again. Um, he had two disappointing performances, I think, in a row. One I, where he was DQ'd, another where I think he may have just lost something. Like, I can't believe Mateus Gabriel and, and Gabriel Arges are in the same division. I just feel like they're such... Gabriel Arges, is, he's fighting in that lower division? Yeah. 70, Gabriel Arges is a absolute bro. joy to train with. He's so technical. It's so fun to train with him. I had to fight him. I didn't get to train with him. I trained with him and it's like me and his styles were just like created just an awesome chess match. The perfect storm. It was so fun. Yeah. The perfect storm of skinny legs flying. Yeah. (laughs) But like, and then neither of us get stuck on a position. We're just like, Hey, it's not working. We'll move on. Yeah. And it just created a really fun. I think Mateus Gabriel is, is going to be difficult for everybody. I don't know who that is. He's from Marcellos. Uh, he's checkmate. Why did the name is so I know the he name. He won pants. He won worlds. Maybe that's why. Oh, he won worlds. <laughs> Dang. Uh, did he win worlds? I'm pretty sure he did. He won pants and um, he definitely did really well at ADCC. I think Gabriel, I think Gabriel probably has the best chance of winning. I think Levi is my favorite that I wish would win. What about Jamil, bro? Jamil's always a factor. Jamil's a lot smaller than those guys, I think. Jamil's very amazing, but he's he's pretty tiny yeah, for so, the rest of the guys in that division. So this weight is what one seventy seventy seven kilos is seventy one seventy. So this is like one eighty one sixty eight. One sixty seven point five. One sixty seven point five. So that's like hands. yeah, uh, Jamil fights like feather or light feather yeah, or yeah, something, that, right. and then he's fighting in lightweight now. But Levi is a lightweight. Gabriel's a lightweight. Well, Gabriel's a middleweight, so he's going to be much bigger than yeah, those guys. Gabriel will be the biggest one for sure. Gabriel's trying to get up to middle heavy. So I'm surprised he's making this cut back down. Jonathan Alves is always super strong too. He's tough, but I don't think he has the ability to beat Gabriel. Unless yeah. Gabriel's like totally sucked out from 
a cut. Jonathan will be small too because Jonathan fights in Kennedy's division, right? There's, okay, yeah. So he's pretty light. Like fe- featherweights. But I mean, at the lower weights, you don't really see the weight difference have as much of a factor, I feel yeah, like. I agree. They like the lighter guys, just their guards are really hard to pass for some, the, even the slightly bigger guys. I have a hard time against little guys. They just fit into all my. I just I've always so much said, space. man. I've always said little guys have the advantage in jujitsu. I hate it because if you give them two freaking inches, they get their guard back. In jujitsu competition, for sure. It's you, like, if you try to stick to them, like you try to close the space and stick really tight to them after you pass it. So I always, cool. I always say, if they're forty pounds or less lighter than you, it's hard. Yeah. But if you're forty pounds bigger than them and up, you just can be stronger than like them. Pablo Montavani, no gi. Or Andy, Andy Mursaki, yeah, yeah. cannot pass his guard. You saw. Oh, you I saw. I saw, saw. Everyone heard. You got real upset. <laughs> the entire situation. Totally Andy Mursaki was just fucking me up one day in training. I was just getting so upset. He wasn't about fucking it. you up. You just couldn't pass. And you're just like, why is he in their group? Well, if he's just going to not let me pass. I was preparing for Lovato. <laughs> and I know, and I just knew like Lovato's tall and Andy's small. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm fighting Lovato in two weeks. Why am I training with Andy? And Lovato's not going to pull guard on me. So I was like, this is just a pointless training session for me. I never get angry or like heated about anything, but I love when you get angry and heated because <laughs> then I can get angry and heated at you in like having the moral high ground in defense of someone else. Yeah. Like with you and Connor, I just love stepping in and just finally getting to let loose a little bit. Yeah. But then I try and beat you up and it doesn't work. Me and Connor are good. Hey, tell me right now who's going to defect from Matos to, to Legion. <laughs> I know you know who is it going to be. I know I guarantee no, I it's going to it's going to be two or three of them for sure. Who I don't is think it? there'll be any defects. No one. Sense. I think I think there will be people that. Um, first of all, Autos is overpopulated. It is. Have you been to there? I'm doing you guys a favor. This is not like a poaching thing. We have 500 plus students. Yeah, and it's, the mats it's overwhelming. You got Andre went into too small of a space too soon. Like he didn't, he should have picked a bigger place, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll relieve some of the pressure. So there's, <laughs> there's room on the mats. Tell me who's going to be, so the no defect- one gets kicked in the face again. Tell me who's going to be the defector. I don't know. Alan knows, but don't Who, tell him who's Alan. the number one defector. Alan, don't say anything. Keep your lips. Shield. I know that somebody, Give no, me- well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally, I'm trying to offer a better product than my competitors. Right. I would naturally naturally. You're so tr- you're trying, I'm trying doing my best, but you're th- just one man. Bro. I am, but one man. And the uh, autos has a lot, 25 black belts strong. Yeah, that's true. But not all of them teach. And, uh, Correct. just because you're a black belt doesn't mean you're an amazing instructor. There are a lot of amazing instructors at Autos, so that for sure. And I really, um, I I'm want- jealous even, but, uh, there, there's a few people that I have been speaking to in the past that maybe do. I, I haven't pushed anyone. I don't really want to push people or it's ask more of a pull. I don't I just want to create, I want to create an environment that if people like it and it's better for them, they have it. And so for I'm sure. trying to make it different from autos, but good. And so trying to create another option for people that want, if they want a different environment, they can have it. I think that's a good business strategy, but I, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, I do know. I mean, that's but. kind of like, that's kind of like your whole MO, right? Be a little bit different. Yeah. You're kind of a different guy. I guess. I mean, I feel like everyone should just be different, be different like me. <laughs> <laughs> just be different like me guys. Are we going to take a fucking caller or what? This oh, yeah. Is, I you forgot. were supposed to be working on this for 30 we got minutes. got distracted. All right. We'll take some calls now. Um, take a call. Who, who wants to put their number in the chat so I can call you? Oh, my God. Anyone. Any takers. So, uh, Alan, do I got to call them or are you going to do that? Um, we, can, we can actually call the mapper number. Okay. And we'll just take whoever. But then I, I don't no, want to give them the choice. I want to see. Them, like. Yeah. Um, I want to like, I only want to take calls from people who their real name is on their YouTube. Like this guy, Sean Falson or like, or like poop noodle yeah, 36. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's someone's call. Poop, poop noodle. 
send us your number. <laughs> so do I got to call them? Or are you going to call them? What we're um, how no do we, one's going to put their numbers them? here, but so that that's the thing. I don't really know. So if you call them, you got to call them through the Google app. But also, you have to have a legitimate question. We're not calling to like chat with you. Oh you have to have God. a question. And my favorite thing will be to hang up on someone. What's the problem with putting your number in the chat? Like for the, like the 500 people in here, if everyone put their number, it's like fine <laughs> safety in numbers, literally in this situation. But I don't know, have a way I'll to like email Matt Byrne podcast. Okay. Yeah. Just, or, and then I could pull it up. And then yeah. Calls. Sounds good. Way. Do it. Yeah. So well, you can eat. They can email me. I can reply back with the Matt Byrne number and they can dial in. Okay. That would take a long time, though. You know what's sad? It's sad that we can't just trust everyone to not abuse my phone number if I put it out there. Well, it's a mapper number. Well, we have yeah, the mapper number, but yeah, I just don't. I just. But even still, if, if twenty seven hundred people called, it would. It'd the be internet bad. chat room culture is just. I don't want that to transition into a phone call. <laughs> you know, like the stuff that people talk about in here. I don't really want there. I do you know I'm old enough to remember when like internet chat rooms started. Didn't you know what? Just shoot me a crazy? message on on Instagram. Send me your number on Instagram and I will first come first serve. Ready, set, go. Yeah. I don't know if I can check it for my <laughs> Apple watch though. Isn't that crazy though? I remember when internet chat rooms started. I, I can't actually. I have a memory and I thought I the that. first time I went into a chat room and I was like, I was like 15 or 16. AOL. Yeah, it was AOL. I used to get banned from AOL chat rooms all the time. And I, they'd call my parents. I believe you. And they'd, they'd show the transcripts of what I said. And I was like, acting like a terrorist not a terrorist but i was definitely being inappropriate at like 13 <laughs> on the aol chat rooms what was your aim name uh sugar coma something sugar coma yeah sugar coma is 92 or something my birthday we got a sponsorship inquiry. oh well maybe later, yeah, later. um yeah I, I have no idea how to take these calls honestly we talked to email all right yeah guys so if you want to if you want us to call you just email the matt burn podcast if you have a legitimate question so uh say the question that you're going to ask so alan can screen it and then we will call you so it has to be like a legit question and then alan do you have that phone number that i read to you earlier which one the one you know for the guy remember? oh yeah I do. can you read it back to me and i'll call it okay. in the meantime we could just answer some questions from the chat can i call it on my phone will it work yeah. does anyone have any questions in the chat if you type them now we'll answer them quickly so we're going to try calling them Let's just, let's just try I call. think for him though we should try calling with your number because yeah whatever you want to do man just do it as long as no one can see my number the general consensus in the chat is they just want you to ask the questions here oh in the chat well we're, i'm trying to get one of the adcs yeah we have it we have the um sean gallagher we have the number set up <laughs> i just don't want to give it out and like have everyone call at once and not know what who's answering or who's calling oh that's a good point Oh, wow. There's a lot of questions out. That was fast. We'll prioritize super chats, guys. So um, this is like a new level for us trying to make phone calls. In what life. do you think about Gordon's challenge to Lackland? Leg locks only $500,000 versus Lackland's 5K. <laughs> yeah, I I just don't think that like 500,000 is actually a real number that anyone's considering. That's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, I remember I was talking to Tom DeBlas when, when him and Lachlan were battling for the legs at ADCC. Uh-huh. And even Tom was like, 
Uh, Gordon's playing with fire right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you get caught in a heel hook. You get caught in a heel hook, man. Like, it doesn't especially matter coming you're... off knee surgery. Like, you know. That's a good point, yeah. And, and I think Lachlan was on Gordon's And it, it did look like Gordon kind of backed he out backed of the position. Out. He did, yeah. Lachlan was there. And I trained with Lachlan. Uh, Lachlan came to a training session with me and Gordon in California. And Lachlan heel hooked me. And I've got a good heel hook defense. Yeah. Like, it's hard to heel hook me. Gordon couldn't heel hook me for an hour and a half. Lachlan heel hooked me in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I saw he, he did back away. And, and definitely, like, even Tom was like ah uh, he should probably just blackland has got that killer <laughs> he should probably freaking... not play this game and just finish him and then and then he did so look i'm gonna try to call mateus denise um can i can i'm just gonna hit i'm gonna hit call right now let's see what happens uh, what what do you guys think uh you're calling mateus uh, audio source. well that's loud that's loud as fuck but luckily we have alan i don't know if he's gonna answer i did not what do you even have a question for him no Okay. I mean, how's it, how's how's it how's it feel to be ACC champion? Oh yeah. How's it feel to beat me? How's it been a, week, a month later? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's probably training or something. I did not. I did not. Everyone's I, just asking about Gordon. No. Oh, Mateus. No. Wah, wah. What oh. do you think about the United World Wrestling entering the grappling scene? What are they doing? Exactly? Oh, my God. I can I can talk about this. You know about them? No, I did the trials that one year. Remember? Okay. The, um, okay. Yeah, I definitely want to talk can about this. Can you explain this because, what it is? Well, United World Wrestling. I follow their Instagram. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's an it's a grappling organization that holds a world championship. And it's they, based in Europe, though. Uh, they held they held it in Kazakhstan. I, I don't know if it moves around or it might be always in Kazakhstan. No, it was in Baku the year before. It was in Kazakhstan last year. It moves around. But basically, it's like a true representation of a world championship because almost all nations, not all, but a lot of nations are represented. Okay. Russia had people there, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. Like, there's just a lot of countries that we don't normally see in ADCC or the IBJJF. A lot of them are there. And they do like the whole red gi versus blue gi thing. They do a gi version and a no gi version. Like Sambo style kind of? No, no, gi. it's jujitsu. It's not jujitsu. It's grappling. It's grappling in a gi and it's grappling without a gi. Okay. Okay. Do they have but prizes or The anything? rules are very much different in terms of like wrestling. It's like wrestling. Like okay. you need to take the person down. You, if you pull guard, it's two points for the other guy. Done. Okay. That's it. Um, and then like this, they're, they're really uh, aggressive about penalties if you're not moving actively always like you have to keep moving like a wrestler like a wrestling match if you're slow down for 10 seconds you're getting a penalty so you basically have to keep the pace going um it's based so, in switzerland it's in switzerland that's what someone said yeah yeah so i did the trials for this one year because flow grappling told me it was supposed to be cool and i went to it and to be honest i did i wasn't really impressed um there just wasn't any talent like not that there's no talent but like i felt like i was one of like two black belts that showed up like, like there was a lot of guys who are really good wrestlers, but not necessarily submission grapplers. Like they were phenomenal. There was a judo guy who was like phenomenal judo. It was just a mishmash of grapplers. I guess I'm, I'm not like trying to talk shit. Like I just love jiu-jitsu and I think jiu-jitsu is the best. Okay. But. Well, um, I would argue that jiu-jitsu is grappling. It is grappling. It's the one same. of the, it's one of the grappling arts. And there were other grapplers there, wrestlers, judo players. Um, I think generally people call grappling with submissions. But like, for example, I did the gi division and I had my black belt on and I had to compete against a guy who was a blue belt. 
but okay. he was a phenomenal wrestler. He's a, coll- a collegiate wrestler. Okay. And I beat, I did beat him. Um, it wasn't easy cause I had to take him down and I did take him down, but it shit was fucking hard. Dang. It was in the gi though. So you hit your gi. take down. Yeah. So I did hit my, this, the one. he defended my single leg really, really well. And then I changed it to a, a fireman's carry and then I got oh, him wow. down. Yeah. Impressive stuff. Thanks. Your wrestling sometimes surprises me because I wrestle you and I just feel so unthreatened. And then Shut you wrestle the, the rest of the world and take them all down. It's Shut weird. up. Um, but it's just, it wasn't very many people. It was like, it was like four guys in the division or something. It just, there wasn't a good pool of athletes. And I just thought, man, if this was like a real trials for a real legit world championship, there should be 50, 60, 70, hundred fucking guys here. And there, and there wasn't. wasn't, there was yeah. like 12 guys. All got to start somewhere. And I don't know if it was just bad marketing. I don't know. I mean, flow flow, put it out there and, and, but no one showed up, man. And Anyway, so we sent this team. They send marketing's sent, important, dude. We send a team USA over here every year. Actually, there's a guy who's an autos affiliate, Carlos Soto. Shout out Carlos Soto, He's my friend. Um, he wins the trials every year and, and always goes. And uh, I think he took silver this year. But anyways, um, I wasn't a fan of the way the team was being handled. Okay, for the USA side, I can't speak about any other countries, but for the team USA, you had to pay for your flight. You had to pay for your hotel and you had to pay for the coach to go. Mm. Like you had to pay a little extra for the coach. You had to pay for everything. I just thought, man, if you're representing team USA, it is this really prestigious world championship as they sold it. Why the fuck are we paying for everything? Like, I don't think any other countries do that. Like if you're representing that country, if you're the national team and that's why they promote it. So I don't I know mean, if they're, they're, they're trying know. to do something without spending too much money, you know? if they're promoting it to be something super special and important, but then the athlete has to pay for everything. It doesn't make any fucking sense. If it was so special and important, they should get some fucking sponsors and pay. Let the, and the, the athlete should not be paying for the coach's ticket. That was some bullshit. That's why I didn't go. And to be honest, when the guys were telling me about it, they just sounded like salesmen. I was like, I feel like you're pitching me a fucking, it was like a vacation package to be a world champion. You know mm. what I mean? Like a cruise ship and like, Oh, you get to go on this cruise ship. You got to pay for everything. And then you get to be a world champion. I was like, no man, if this is like a legit team USA event for a legit world championship, you should have some fucking sponsors who pay for everything for these athletes. Right. So did you win? I didn't even go. Oh, I won yeah. the trials and I didn't go. Oh, I see. I just thought it was bullshit. Dang. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay $2,000 to fucking fly to Kazakhstan. And then yeah. pay for my hotel. Yeah, at your level, you shouldn't be paying for stuff no, like that. Hell, fuck no. It sounds like they're kind of trying to just insert themselves in the bottom. Even the IBJJF doesn't niche. make me pay for registration. Yeah. And these guys are trying to make me pay for registration. And then I had to buy a team, uh, like a USA Wrestling ID card. And I had to buy this and I had to buy that. And they just kept nickel and diving me. Kind of like the... the, the the gee situation that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I, know, I, I, felt, time, I bro. felt like that. They were just squeezing every penny out of you. Like they sent me this list of like expenses and I was just like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to spend $3,000 to go win this gold medal. That doesn't change my life in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Sorry. I just got upset. No, I, I totally understand you. People deserve to be paid for their skills. I just hated the way they sold it as something that was super special, but they're trying to make us pay for everything. Well, they sold it to the wrong person. They should have sold it to the viewers as it being super special, not to the athletes. I'll just they should have paid if the athletes. Really, I mean, if we really and put sold together, it to someone else, why, you don't sell it to the athletes. Yeah. I that doesn't know. make any sense. Anyways. Um, but I, I saw their, uh, they have a pretty active Instagram account, I think. And I thought it was a wrestling account. That's why I followed it. I didn't follow it because it was <laughs> like grappling stuff. I wanted to watch wrestling. And then it's just a bunch of grappling stuff. I'm like, what is this? I don't want to watch grappling. <laughs> I see enough grappling. I want to watch wrestling wrestling i don't watch wrestling on instagram 
Do we got a person to call in yet? No one, no one wants to call, dude. They just, they, these are chat rumors. <laughs> They're lurkers, bro. They they're don't want to put their voice. Fucking scared is what they are. Get out here, guys. Do they have an email? They do, right? Yeah, we told them, uh, Matt Bird Podcast at Gmail if they want to call. It's okay. I don't mind Whatever. not calling anyone. I don't care. At least we know the functionality works. We can do it later once we figure out a better system. Maybe yeah. What do you think about bringing back the BJJ Kumite to show uh, showcase up and coming BJJ stars? I like that idea. I could definitely put something like that on. Oh, you could. I absolutely can. You could have the keenest Kumite done. Yeah. I just named it. The keenest Kumite. The keenest Kumite. Yeah. I mean, someone, I, I think I thought that was an awesome idea that Lloyd had. And I, I mean, it made a lot of people's careers. The, it, did. it had a lot of Americans in there and, and not as many Brazilians. I'm not sure why. I think just because they were like known as the American Jiu Jitsu team first. So a lot of the Americans applied for it, which I mean, I'm kind of bringing that back or should, trying to, should we try to call Tanquinho? No, <laughs> dude, he, he tries to tell everyone that he created worm guard because he passed the lapel under the leg. <laughs> and we got in an argument about it. I'm like, dude, do you even know what worm guard is? That's not, you don't just pass the lapel under the leg and it's worm Can guard. We just say who gives a fuck about who invented it. And then how about how, who you, I give it? a fuck. No, because I invented that shit. Does it really matter? It, it's what's more important is who uses it more efficiently. That's what matters. Like you don't want to learn from the guy who created it necessarily. You want to learn from well, that, the guy who uses okay. it most efficiently. Yes, but here's the problem. There are more and more white belts entering jujitsu every day who have no idea what's going on. And if they see hear about Worm Guard from one of my channels and then someone else says they're showing Worm Guard and it's not Worm Guard or it's a really shitty version of it, it's just like watering down all my efforts to make a sick move that's actually effective. So I have to fight for the I have to fight for the ownership of it so I can actually be like, first of all, no one else is doing it right. And when they do it, it doesn't work very well. So you need to learn the right technique. It's not because I want to like own it or anything. It's I just want people to learn it right. Like if you're going to do it, learn it right. If you're going to learn it, pirate my DVD. Like don't don't go to some other guy who's teaching it for free. Just pirate my DVD so you have the right instruction at least. Can I try to call someone else? Um, I don't really want to talk to anyone. I just want to talk to you, Josh to be honest. And just because you said that, I'm going to hit this button. Who's that? I do have a caller that I screened. Okay. Do you want to take the call? Let's do it. How do we call? You got to type it in. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to try it. I just want to try it. Oh shit. Sorry. Sorry. I got it back. I got to, I got to back it up. You go here, 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 Alan. So they have a specific question in mind. All right. We'll let them ask it. We just need to, we need to accomplish this, man. This is, are you going to say hi or am I going to say hi? (laughs) So do we, do we answer their question live with them or do we hang up on them after they ask the question and then answer? Josh will have the kill switch. If you want to hang up on them, that's your I thing. want that to be my thing that I hang up on everybody. <laughs> you want that to be your thing? Yeah, I want that to be my thing. Just like my thing is picking on Keenan. Okay. I'll let you dial. Oh, thanks. I get to hit the dial button. All right, we're now going to make our first call. So we're calling you, buddy. Um, the guy who emailed Alan. What's his name? What's his name? Do we can we, we say the first? Ask, we could also just ask him. You got to be like, hello. hello, welcome to the Mapper Podcast, bro. You're our first caller ever. Beautiful. How's it going, guys? Very good. Yeah, things are great. What's your question? And who are we speaking with? Hey, Josh. Uh, this is Bruce Hoyer, by the way. Bruce. Uh, Josh, I got to train with you in Rapid City. Oh, hey, nice. Rapid City is an awesome um, affiliate. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so I've ran a gym in South Dakota for like 20 years now. And so uh, you brought up the idea of not learning from blue belts and purple belts and things like that. Oh, so, yeah. 
I, I kind of, I kind of disagree with it. So okay. I think in, you know, to your own point, you brought that kid up and, and I felt like you made him a, a killer. And so in my opinion, and I guess, you know, kind of pedagogy ideas, the, like a white belt should really be learning from blue belts. Uh, blue belts should be learning from purple belts and kind of going up that cycle. Do you agree with that? Are, are you the, are you the main instructor of this gym? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm the only instructor. So okay, so are you putting? So we have a we have a really different system. So we have like all of our information is online, and so oh. students basically when they come in, um, we're actually drilling their own stuff rather than you know okay. me saying, "Okay, guys, we're working on yeah. this today." Okay, so, so it's kind of a different system for us. So yeah, so I told I actually agree with what you're saying, and um, I pro- I never had a chance to fully explain myself, but basically, the I question feel- was for me, butthead. What? I was the one who talked about this. He said, Josh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Ha! Oh. Either way. All right. I'm just kidding. We have the same opinion. We have the same opinion about this, but can I just get some background for the situation? Go for it. So basically, we had talked about how I don't think Purple Bells should be teaching. What I meant was they shouldn't be teaching on their own volition. If the instructor of the gym is assigning them and saying it's okay to teach because you have confidence in their ability to teach, I think that's fine. I think the problem is when Purple Bells kind of just like usher someone over at the end of the class and start showing them their moves after class on the side. And it's like, okay, that's cool that you want to show people stuff, but there's a good chance that you're showing it incorrectly or maybe not to the specifications that the instructor thinks is okay. So if you're telling them like, yeah, go ahead and teach each other. I have confidence in all of your moves and go for it. Like no big deal. I think it should be up to the instructor. I think also in this case, it depends on if you have an alternative source. Mm-hmm. If there's a black belt available, probably you should not be learning from purple belts. But if you're only a purple belt available, like if your purple belt instructor is the only instructor available, then go for it. And I will say this: sure. I, start, I started. So, I will say this: I started teaching jujitsu as a purple belt. <laughs> me too. But I was the only one. Yeah, and 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 I started my gym as a purple belt as well. Because like. I mean, I had to travel out to LA all the time just because, yeah. you know, Josh traveling out here, there's not much to do yeah, out there. So, for sure. um, but the, like the idea is that as a black belt, you know, you guys have been doing it forever. I've been doing it now for almost 20 years. So it's, it's harder for me. They say as a, like, if you read, you know, books on pedagogy and things like that, it's harder for me to relay information rather than somebody that is closer to just freshly learning it, if that makes sense. So like you have so many details about worm guard mm-hmm. that if somebody was just to say, you know, here's all this information about worm guard, where do you start with worm guard? You know, kind of like when you're probably trying to make an instructional and you're like, well, shit, where do I start compared yeah. to some blue belt that's just learned it? It's like, well, just as you said, you know, put your, <laughs> grab the lapel and put it underneath your leg. So right as a starting point anyways. Yeah. I think, uh, one thing to note is like, you should always learn from the best instruction you have available. If that guy's a blue belt and that's, what's available. Sure. You can learn something from them, but if you have better quality instruction available, like there's a guy in the room that you should be asking the questions to who maybe has better specified knowledge of that situation. There's been many situations where I've been training at multiple gyms where someone asked me a question about a specific technique and I'm like, you know what? I don't know that technique super well, but that purple belt does. That's his main move. You should ask him the details on it. So like direct people to whoever has the most specialized knowledge of jujitsu because there's so many people that have unique techniques to them even within just random gyms and random states there's always one guy who's got some super unique move that he hits on everyone and i can't teach it like i don't know it yet i'd have to ask him to learn so i think wherever you can get the information as long as it's good information it just has to be vetted by the instructor the main guy who kind of is the one who can call the shots on who's teaching who i just think it's I, i go to so many gyms and train with so many people at seminars 
that I see people doing moves that are just like they would work if they did them right. You know, and that's what makes me feel this way. Right. It's like I can see the move and I know the move works because I've had it done correctly to me. And then I see blue belts and purple belts doing it wrong a lot. Most of them, honestly, most blue belts and purple belts. There's a reason that they're not able to beat me in the sparring. It's because they're doing it incorrectly. And if they were doing the technique correctly, correctly, obviously, they'd have to do all the techniques in the role correctly to beat me, probably. But they're doing it incorrectly. And if they're passing that information on to someone, a lot of details are going to be lost and it's just going to be a copy of a copy of this incorrect move that wasn't done properly. And I think it just overall lowers the, um, skill of the people surrounding that environment. That's my answer. I'd say with, sure. the, with the caveat that well, if you're the only instructor right. there, if yeah, that's all you've got, then you obviously to, learn jujitsu. Yeah. You got to learn something. Yeah. And like, our, our, I guess not to take up too much of your guys' time too, but I like our system is dependent on it just because it's, like I said, I don't know of any other gym that teaches it like that, where I come in and I'm basically watching, you know, maybe one person's working on reverse daily hebo, the other person's working on half guard, depending on where they're at uh-huh. in a curric- you know, an online based curriculum. And so it's, um, I have to rely on that as, you know, I'm walking around to make sure that that blue belt that's working on it with a white belt knows what they're doing that, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. So it sounds like you're kind of overseeing it too. Pod. So you, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, constantly walking around. Sorry. Just yeah, so clear. basically we have like a, we have like an, um, a lot of, basically all of our curriculum is on a Google drive and okay. it's a schedule of positions basically. And so as you go, you, so maybe working on, you know, reverse daily healer for seven days. So first day you're working on, you know, sweeps or whatever. And so everybody is, you know, on a huge schedule of, of positional stuff basically. And they're, they're each working through that. Yeah. I really, I really like that you're doing that too. I, I wanted to incorporate that with my website as well, like kind of have it available. So it gets rid of the issue of people missing a class and then being lost in where we are at in the technique. And so that is a really, a really smart way to deal with that. So everyone is learning at their their own pace and and everyone gets to learn and improve together and no one gets left behind or lost details. I think that's a really efficient way to teach. Yeah, it's nice because we don't have to have a you know competition class or don't have to have a well. I mean, we still have a competition class, but like a, a beginner class, anyways. Where because when somebody comes in, it's the first day stuff. Whether you've you know right came in from because they're following the so. curriculum online. That's that's genius, and I think it's right. a really smart way to teach. I bet you you're going to have a lot of success sure. with that, Bruce. Well, we've been trying to, but then you have to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm the big tall guy that you grappled with a lot in in rabbit. So I remember, yeah. Bruce. Um, oh, I do specifically remember who you are now. Now I actually remember who you are. Yeah. You're the guy that everyone's afraid of. <laughs> you're a black belt. You're a black belt. Now you started as a purple belt. Yeah. I remember. No, yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay. Bruce, seriously, man. Thank you for the call. Yes. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Yeah. That was a great question. I, I and I really like that idea. No, he's That's super good. Actually, I, tra- I trained with him. He's not a purple belt anymore, but he's, he's actually a really legit good yeah. belt. and it, it's situations like that because like he disagreed with us but really it's just because we didn't <coughs> fill out the information enough and so much of the internet is like that it's hard to like get all your information out properly in one medium without asking questions and answering the questions you mean i can't just read the headline and get the gist yeah that's so it's frustrating but i'm that, that that's why people can call us so we can explain our points of view and opinions that's a good uh that was a great first call honestly yes probably the best call we'll, we'll we, should ever probably, get. we should probably just stop there and never do it again yeah. <laughs> let's just stop there because that was perfect um <laughs> Um, Alan, how much time are we on? We are currently on hour 40. Hour 40. Yeah. Um, so I need to give a shout out to Tap Out Cancer because someone actually made a donation. And oh, on behalf awesome. of Tap Out Cancer, 
Um, oh, I want to make it. I want to talk about tap back answer too. After you're done, you can go ahead right now. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So basically part of the program that I was doing to fight mandatory geese is if you were forced to buy a gi from someone, uh, I will buy that gi from you if you're coming to Legion and joining my team, but you can also donate your geese. If you send them to seven, five, five, zero Miramar road, suite three thirty. If you have extra old geese that you want donated, we're collecting all of the geese that we buy from people who are signing up or just people who are donating them. And we're going to distribute them to people who need them. And there's tons of people who need geese. And so many people have messaged us about um, sending them geese because they have programs or they have gyms where people need geese that don't have geese. And so uh, if you would like to contribute to that, please do it. And one of the other, th- one of the other things that I wanted to do is instead of having a cancellation policy, um, you don't have to pay us for the cancellation fee. You have to pay tap cancer out. You have to pay a, ch- a fee to the charity to cancel your agreement to the gym. I like that. Yeah. I like that because man. it's like, I don't want to hold people to a contract if they don't want to be there. It's just the contract is more for accountability to keep white belts engaged. Cause it's like, well, at least they have some accountability so they don't just flake out and go play league of legends all day instead but uh so yeah I think that's the other thing we're gonna do so we're gonna work with multiple charities probably on stuff like that and try and like pass on a little bit of that extra money that you don't really need it's like just nickel and dime stuff like pass it on to people that need it so yeah so it was i'm just gonna go ahead and name name him too it was mike rodriguez gave me a, uh i don't think he wanted to be named but i don't care he was trying to be anonymous and be cool and and just help out help or maybe he's in the witness protection program or but something you just got him killed <laughs> yeah mike rodriguez is the most unique name ever right yeah true um yeah so shout out to the tap out cancer crew um we got to support support the the tap out cancer cause they were a former sponsor of the podcast and mike wanted to make a donation on their behalf so that we give them some podcast love so and it's super easy to give tap out cancer podcast love because it's such a great cause and yeah and the, the owners are super cool like if you ever get to meet them they're just like such good people it's actually tap cancer out. And I remember I made that specific point before to say that correctly. And I I'm just pretty sure whatever, there's not another company using those three words together <laughs> or another charity organization using those three words. Yeah. But they have a um, submission only showcase coming up on November 9th. <laughs> Someone said Mike Rodriguez, who loves BJJ is the guy I've been hired to assassinate. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and also with tap cancer, I'm trying to help them organize some sort of event in Legion as well. Well, let me just finish this. Okay. They're, they're holding, they're hosting an event in Downington, down, Downingtown, Pennsylvania at the United Sports Training Center on November 9th, which is in two, 10 days, the same day I'm fighting Merlo. Um, so check them out, support the cause guys. Yeah. Like all these, all these businesses, man, they make so much money. Why can't, instead of taking the gi money, why don't you just donate it to someone? Like you don't have enough money already. Well, actually the IBJJF really donates a lot of money. Really? Yeah. What do they do? Like, I haven't heard of it. Like if you jump the barricade. Um, oh, the, the, the fees are donations. Yeah. The fee that you pay, if you get, if you jump the barricade, they, they penalize you, but you have a choice. It's like you get a suspension for six months or something. So Andre and AJ Agazam are their, their biggest donators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have a choice. You get, a, you get like a suspension or you have to make a hundred dollar donation to a charity. Oh, cool. And Actually, the IBJJF is doing Long Beach Open coming up in this weekend, actually. And it's the charity day. So I also have to say that people think I'm against the IBJJF. There's a lot of things I really like about them. No, I know you like them. I, I the, the ownership of IBJJF is definitely doing the right things. I think they just need there needs to be some stricter policies on like referee skill and knowledge to like make sure that the transition from the 
IBJF into the actual athletes and competitors is as seamless as possible. Cause I think their rule system is really good for the most part. And I think, um, they've always been super helpful and they, they like, they've honestly done so much for me. And I really like the IBJJF, even though I'm taking a stand against Gracie Baja, which is like a part of that kind of same, same, but I like Gracie Baja too. Just that one thing. Like I some of the best training I've ever had is at Gracie Baja gyms, like Homolos and stuff and Edwin's as well. And so I, just because that they use that business model, I don't mean to attack any of those people individually because they're all very good friends of mine. But I think that we all can do better, right? We can always do better. We can always do better. I can always do better. And so let's all do better. Let's do better by also supporting the Weedify foundation. Okay. Nice little segue there, huh? Yeah. So they are having a gala this weekend. It's, this weekend is November 2nd, right? Yeah, it's this weekend. And um, it's in Los Angeles. So uh, check out the gala if you want to buy tickets. It's a, there's a dinner and an auction, and they auction off Uzis sometimes. Probably not here in California, but in Dallas, they had an Uzi for auction. And I tried to buy it, and then everyone was like, bro, you're not even going to be able to take that back to California. So what are you doing? Anyways, I lost the auction. Um, but there's also an open mat that they're having on November 2nd at undefeated UACTP. And yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to give them a shout out. Um, check out the We Defy Foundation because they, they help veterans train jujitsu. And that's cool. Yeah. Support them too. I like just promoting charities more than sponsors. Let's just promote charities all the time. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, there was someone had a comment in here. Apparently DJ Jackson and Tim Spriggs on a podcast said that Jamil Hill Taylor invented the worm guard and I copied him doing it. That is an absolutely false. You can ask Jamil Jamil created the gubber guard. And I always say that to him, say that to people when they ask about it, but the worm guard didn't exist until I got to autos. But Jamil de- was doing stuff with the lapel from close guard with the gubber guard position. And I just want to, first of all, Tim Spriggs and DJ Jackson cannot do worm guard and they probably don't know what it is. I don't, uh, think, I've, you, I've, have I, I don't think I've ever seen any, either one of them play guard ever. Well, I mean, Tim Spriggs probably really doesn't know what the worm guard is. If you base it off our matches <laughs> together, <laughs> I wouldn't take his word for it on that. But uh, you could ask Jamil. Jamil knows. And I'm really good friends with Jamil's main coach, Don, uh, Donald Acknick, who's a really great kids instructor and is Jamil not based out of Lloyd's? He is. Yeah. Oh, he is there yeah. at the headquarters. Yes. But I yeah. believe so still. But you're talking about his original coach. No, no. He's the, that is his coach still at Lloyd. At Urban. Lloyd's Academy. Yeah. Donald, okay. Donald Acknicht was the, uh, Got it. the main kids, the only kids instructor and raised a lot of those kids up to be really incredible athletes. And then as they transition into the adult Lloyd, kind, I think Lloyd kind of takes over their training, but Donald is still the mentor kind of. Also in Los Angeles this weekend, there is an open mat at Orlando Sanchez's Academy in support of the We Defy Foundation. So you can check out Orlando GB72 on Instagram. And if you want to go train at his gym for the open mat to support the gala, that's cool too. Just want to throw that out there for you guys. So people want street fight stories. Street fight stories. I only have one and it's a long one. Do you want to do, you want to do it now? Do we have time? I don't want to go over two hours. Um, we have, we have time. How long we've we been live. Do you have a street fight story? I've, I've only been in, I've told my story. I've been me. in three street fights, two with the same guy in high school who was like the <laughs> high school bully. And then once with Andres, my best friend who, Oh, that's a me. good one. Yeah. Let's hear it. You want to hear the Andres one? Yeah. And we can do the other ones next episode. I don't know. I don't know. Andres doesn't like when I tell the story. I don't know if I want to. Mm-hmm. And Andres is still one, my, one of my dearest friends and the second best worm guard player on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you going to tell the fucking story or not? Okay, well, I'm not going to tell Andre's story, but I did get in a f- two fights in high school where the high school I grew up in, or went to high school in, I mean, um, 
There's Hawaii, a, in Hawaii. No, no, this is in Northern California. Okay. There's about three dudes that started training at the gym that my dad opened. It was me, Andre, and um, I don't know. I'm getting a call. Uh, me, Andre, Feely, who's in the UFC now, and Austin Palmero, and all of us were actually very good um, for the time, but we didn't know we were very good. But we just trained hard and we we wrestled at the high school, and we kind of had a group of friends that knew about the UFC and martial arts, and they all knew that we were the most competent. At the, at the entire high school so people kind of knew and i was a lot younger than them i was 14 they were like 17 and i would hang out with all the cool kids and there's this after they graduated i was the last guy who trained in the high school basically there's one other dude who trained at a rival mma gym but they didn't know jujitsu very well but his name was seth they were probably just six strikers right yeah he, he fancied himself as like a striker guy gay. but like liked ufc and like wanted to be an mma fighter right and he would go around the school like challenging kids to fights and not in a way like i'm gonna beat you up because you're a nerd it was like i'm a better fighter than you and you gotta you fight me or like i'm gonna fight you and you're gonna have to fight back right. kind of thing okay and to try and show that he was like the dominant fighter in the school and he went he beat up like five or six kids after school because he had to go, he had to he had to rise to the ranks right the i mean i would i never fought anyone like, i was gotta kind of, show you that i'm tough I'm yeah he was, he was just like a classic bully and he was a big dude he was probably like six two in high school he's one of those big kids you know yeah and so I'd broken my arm um, in rest, wrestling practice. I'd tripped and broke my arm in the concrete, like running sprints somewhere. And he kept trying to fight me like all the time. With and your like, broken arm? Yeah, with my broken arm. <laughs> but he like wouldn't fight me because I had a broken arm. But he was like always oh, trying to. And I was like, dude, I don't want to fight you. Like the, the funny thing about jujitsu is the more you train jujitsu, because you think you might get in a fight, the more you realize you're never going to get in a fight. Yeah. It's the, like the more, the less need you have, the less need you actually have. You don't, have, you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's just like not something you worry about. If you fight all day, every day, it's right. like, I'm, why hey, would bro, I, bro, I do this every day. Give yeah. We break. don't need to do this. It's my rest day. But, uh, one day we were running around the track during, um, what do they call that? And it's high like PE PE. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> have, I, I dropped out of high school. I got out of that. It's because you're self-educated on YouTube. You, guys never, you don't have <laughs> PE on YouTube. Yeah. So we were walking on a track and some kid said something who was walking next to me or like further away. And the, the bully guy turned around and was like, you say that to me, like talking to me. I was like, no, I didn't. But he like got all up in my face and my arm was like healing. I still had the cast on. Um, and he was like, like getting in my face, like he was going to fight me because I said something and my arm was healing. So he, he, he felt it was like an honorable time to fight me. <laughs> you know? uh, and he, you had a cast on or not? I had a cast on my arm. Okay. I couldn't do much with it. And I wasn't going to hit him with it. Cause right. like, I didn't want to hit him at all. Right. Um, but he kind of like corralled me into a corner and like a crowd formed around us as he, cause he, this is what he did to kids. He would like, like corner them course, and like bully them into a fight situation. Yeah. And then all the kids would chant fight, fight, fight. And that was like the thing. And it was like a, that was the high school thing. And it was very common at my high school. Um, and this was a pretty like affluent area. It wasn't like poor or anything. It was like a nice Northern California high school, but people were just into this thing that was happening. And, uh, he tried to fight me and I just clinched with him and I actually couldn't take him down. I like fit, I tried to body lock and I fell on bottom guard, closed guard. And, uh, I grabbed his wrists, but like one hand was just like a right, finger. Right. And he did like a really nice over the top elbow from closed guard, like in, right into my forehead. And I couldn't control the wrist as he did this elbow. And it's like a good MMA technique that yeah, yeah. I would use like to this Tito. day. Like, like that, it was a good move. It's like that shit Tito used and to And he do. hit me in the face and it, I just felt like coldness, like go across my face, but I was, it didn't cut me. Okay. And I put him in a triangle real fast and mounted triangled him. And then because I didn't want to triangled him and then swept him, swept him with a triangle. Okay. And I got on top and I just, I said, look, look, man, this is like, 
what are you going to do now? This is over. Like I could be slapping you right now. And I like, pretend, like slapped him a couple times to like show that I could. Yeah. And then he like tapped out and like couldn't breathe and stood up. And then it was like, that was the end. And I kind of walked away, but then he was like fuming about it forever. Cause he got beat in front of everyone and he kept trying to like do it again. And so he like started organizing. Let's box. Yeah. Right. Let's box. He's like, let's do this right. Like not on the concrete. Like yeah. when you don't have a cast, like we're going to do this for real. Yeah. We're going to box only cause box. And it became like this big event that was going to happen at the school. And like the principals and the, the teachers got involved to like shut it down all the time. Cause like there would be meeting places to do it. Right. And it, like they would be there and like shut it down and everyone would disperse. Word, word got around. But then eventually there was a, a time where like an old abandoned house was opened up or something and we, everyone kept it underground and they, he wanted to do it again. And I was like, okay, I'll do it again but i brought a mouthpiece so it's gonna be like a legit like somewhat fight you know it wasn't gonna be like a street street fight it was like an mma fight in a grass area was the street fight basically and uh i tried to fly and triangle him and i fell on the ground and like knocked the wind out of myself (laughs) that's never happened to me yeah it's like very hard to pull off flying submissions in in a street altercation yes i know um but it was the same thing again you just like do jujitsu i swept him took his back and that time i did hit him and i cut his eye open really bad and he tried to sue me afterwards he tried he to, tried to sue yeah, you loser right what his mom did because he came home and like didn't want to tell his mom that he had been going around fighting all the kids oh my god so like he got beat up this time so yeah. like he went his mom was like he beat him up and like he's bullying my oh son my i was like god. that's not what happened so i had that's what around the same time i left to hawaii too because to get out of that situation you so ran I, you I, fled the state yeah, because of your assault charges. Because my assault charges. No, <laughs> he didn't press charges against me or anything. Because it was all on video. Okay. The good. video was on YouTube for a long time. My street fight. Really? I don't. I can't find it anymore. Maybe the guy deleted it. Who uploaded it? But yeah, what a I was wearing a bright green star. So here's the question: Do you think that guy mouthpiece? Does that guy know who you are now? You think? Uh, most of my high school knows about right. what I do now. Yeah. Right. I mean, he trained, right? So yeah. he must have some interest probably in grappling knows, and yeah. jujitsu MMA. And but he probably the, knows who the, but, the keenness is. But that's where the pink mouth guard started was that match. Oh yeah. Yeah. And ever since then I wore a pink mouth guard. So do we talk shit to him right now? Cause he's, probably, I don't remember his name. I don't even know if it was Seth. It was the sound. Seth is just like the most generic bully name. And that's like what resonates with that image of who he was. But I don't remember the rest of it. It was like Seth Gavin, something Seth with G. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're never, never going to find it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But yeah, there's a, and that's altercation. And then, uh, well, when Andres, we and Andres got in a fight. Yeah. Well, me and Andres have a very torpid. Is that a word? Like a torpid history? Is that turbulent? A word? Turbulent? Torpid? Is that a word? Sounds like it could be a word. I feel like that's the right word. Anyways. Wait, this guy actually came up on the Oh, he got him. It said boxing in his Twitter. I don't. I can't. Honestly, I can't see because my eyes are messed up. So I don't know who that is. EKC eyes still lingering. Oh, it's the opposite of torpid. Torpid is physically inactive or lethargic. Okay. Uh, turbulent, I guess I would say. We interrupt this program for an important news announcement. Bro, I saw a video that someone posted that day of two guys that were nose to nose arguing, and the one guy just busted a knife and bop stuck that knife right in the other dude's chest on the left side too, man. He stuck it in there and the guy, and then the guy walked away and you see, it was like a kitchen knife, man. It was like eight inches long. And then the guy backed away with the knife in his hand and kind of ran away. And the other guy started following him and the guy just collapsed, you know? And then like, then you can see that he got stabbed. Like it happened so goddamn fast. You, I, you didn't even realize it happened until he collapsed and he rolled over and he was covered in blood. I don't think he even realized it happened. And my friend, uh, Tino Martinez, who trains at Carlson Gracie, I think he posted the video and he's like, this is what happens when you, be, you let yourself become a soft target 
You know, a soft target is anytime you're basically getting into a confrontation without being prepared for it, right? Like get into a road rage, pull over, you're a soft target because you don't, you have no idea what the other guy's bringing, right? He could have a gun, he could have a knife, machete, whatever. And um, yeah, this dude got stabbed right in the right in the left side of his chest, man. I was like, man, the dude was like basically just took one swing with his fist with a knife in his hand. And I was like, was it like on the dark web? Because I was gonna look it up, but it no, it was on Facebook. Oh, really? It was on Facebook. Yeah, that should it, be like flagged or something. Oh, I mean, maybe, you can but see the wound. That's pretty you can't see the wound. Oh, you no, you can see that he just got stabbed. You see the guy who got stabbed. You see it from the behind him. Right. So you don't actually see the knife go into him. And it, I mean, it happens lightning fast. Yeah. Like, like they're standing nose to nose. Like those idiots, you know, always do stand nose to nose and try to like peacock yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, and the guy just, the guy had it down here by his side and just went, bam, like Chucky style, like yeah. just like big open arm. It happened in a half second, man. And the guy just ran away. And the other guy tried to chase him, but he couldn't. He collapsed after five feet, five steps. And I was like, bro, soft target. Yeah, that's why you don't get in fights. Like that's like people don't always get in street fight. Like talk about the street fight arguments. Like you should never get in a street fight under any circumstances. Or like, like standing, is like standing nose to nose with someone who you're going to have a confrontation with? Like you're just that's fucking stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. people are unstable. People who do that are unstable. Like right. people who get nose to nose with someone in a, a bar or anything. Right. It's like our unstable people and you should definitely don't want to fight with a crazy person. Don't ever get chest bumpy with someone, man. If someone wants to chest bump you, fucking hit them. <laughs> don't even give them a chance to get close to you. But then you're the one who started it and you you could have like self-defense charges against Look you. At, this is my bubble. Is you that go on, what go is inside considered self-defense? How go, close? You go inside my bubble. That's threatening. You an, can defend yourself. If you go inside my bubble with an aggressive tone. I'm, I'm ask the legal zoom AI lawyer. Is that legal? <laughs> To step within your bubble. At what point is it self-defense? I, I would. Do you just have to feel threatened? I would claim self-defense, whether it works or not. I'm going to claim it. I'm right. going to say, hey, he went inside my bubble with an aggressive demeanor, with some some aggressive words. I felt I, I was in danger because look, if you let someone get within arm's length, you are in danger. That's true. You are. They can they can injure you, and based on their body language and their the words and their tone and everything in the situation, obviously you can infer that danger is upon you. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you really feel threatened, you should definitely strike first. And that's why I got in my street fight when I was in Vietnam and I'll, I don't want to, we're, we're at two Oh four. Do you want to say, no, I'll, sa- I'll save it for next time, okay. but uh, I've, told, I've told it before, but I'll tell it again. And, but yeah, that's what happened. These two guys both got in my face, like right inside my bubble. So I was like, man, the game's on. Let's go. So I flicked the guy's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, I'm going to close the episode. <laughs> I flicked his nuts and he punched me and then the fight happened. All right, guys. That was the Matt Burton podcast episode 20. That's it. Thanks for stopping by. Shout I got to go check up on the gym, make sure my mats are getting laid properly. And um, that's going to be it. You want to give the shout to the sponsors? Oh, yeah. Let's shout out our personal sponsors who pay us better than any of the To Tommy Fightwear. Woo. And Hyperfly. I'm so, I'm so happy to be with Tatami now. They have oh, such, a, down. such a fucking awesome squad. Um, first of all, Hyperfly is known as a geek company, but they have some awesome training shorts, like for gym training too, not just no gi jiu-jitsu. They're, they have pockets. I and said it's like, shout out, bro. I didn't say advertise. That uh, I really like these shorts. It's like with a bang. I actually wear these shorts all the time for like normal not day-to-day wear, not stuff. i right now. Right. I'm actually wearing sweatpants. That's true. Okay. Your powers of observation are undeniable. CBD distillery.
Yeah. Check out CBD Distillery for all your distillery CBD needs. My CBD sponsor went quiet on me. I haven't heard back from them. Oh, seriously? They, they just went off, dark. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, to, I was waiting for you to come back. I, messed it. It. I was like, guys, <laughs> hello. hello. <laughs> no response. Scene. Left me right. uh, and one Are last, we still doing this? One last shout to my man at Fight Food Co. If you're in the Southern California area, check out Fight Food Co. for your meal prep needs. And thanks to Alan for manning the station. Alan, you're the fucking man. He balanced our voices and Googled shit yeah, and did a great job. I really enjoy having you around here, Alan. We're going to get Alan a mic eventually too. So when he does yeah. chime in, he's in better quality. Yeah. All right. That's it, guys. That's it. With that, end it. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Yes.